Hello, everybody, and welcome to season 10 of Sequelizers. I am your host, Jack Chambers Ward. What? Yeah. <laughs> Not Jack Chambers anymore, baby, because I got married and me and my wife double barreled our names. So, hello, I'm Jack Chambers Ward. I am your new host, sort of, Ooh. but also host as always. And joining me, it's Matthew Stogden. Goading sequelizers is a Western concept. In the East, they are sacred, divine creatures who brought wisdom, strength, even redemption. Accurate. Yep, damn right. Accurate. I tried to bring, what was it, wisdom, strength, and redemption everywhere I go? You do? Yeah. I like to think so. Speaking of wise creatures from the East, it's Tim Matum. The arrogance of men is thinking movies are in our control and not the other way around. Let them sequelize. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That's right. We're going modern with the Godzilla. I know a few yep. people have picked apart the Godzilla franchise over the 25 films, I think it is, something like that, over the yeah, various yeah. eras, over the last 60, 70 years nearly. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about 2019's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the sort of third film, I guess. By that point, it was yeah. the third film in the MonsterVerse. Effectively, yes. From yeah. Kong Skull Island to Godzilla, to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Go- Godzilla was first. Sorry, Godzilla was first, yes. of course. Yeah, Godzilla, then, then Kong Skull Island, then King of the Monsters. But chronologically speaking, Jack is correct. Yes. I, I was, <laughs> that was the order I watched it in, because that's the yeah, <laughs> oh, in, okay. in universe chronological order. order. Yeah, timeline order. Exactly how you should not watch it's Tokyo like, Drift most... all the way over again. God, damn it. <laughs> oh god, it's watching the Star Wars films, right, boys? <laughs> Is Kong Skull Island the Tokyo Drift of the MonsterVerse? It's Mind more. Is blown. It's more the Captain America, the First Avenger. Oh, there you go. that's very fair, Tim. That's very fair. It's very fucking generous, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you have different opinions. That you don't like yeah. Kong Skull Island, do you, I, Matthew? I didn't get on with it. I had real problems. I think aesthetically, it's a lot of good stuff, but we're not. Yeah, to talk about we'll, that we'll get into that. We're also not talking about Godzilla versus Kong from 2021. Yeah. We'll probably touch on it a bit. But I'm sure we will touch on it. We'll, we'll focus very much so on tw- the 2019 sequel to the 2014 yep. movie. Yes. To get everything covered. Just to clarify, because there's a lot of Godzilla <laughs> to talk about, we won't be dipping too much into the previous. Obviously, we'll cover it a little bit. What was it? Already featured Godzilla in Matthew's Pacific Rim pitch many but a mere hint a little cameo a little crossover setting up for bigger things which was a crossover with it was it a crossover with this version the yes, monster it, it was the, it? yeah because yeah, that was the this the legendary the pictures version yeah this wasn't me just slinging a godzilla in pacific room it was genuinely like no 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 the studios wanted to make this happen it was just too much of a Hassle. viper's nest of yeah. lawyers mm. so it was a whole in the ideal universe of course you'd set that up as a sequel bait mm. for the next thing and you gotta do a big story that was uh, back in what season six no six was prequelizers seven, seven. seven. Would be seven, seven. I think, yeah. it was a while ago yeah my god I, we were all boys back then <laughs> i was <laughs> still just a, we lads just i was still a 70 year old man but... tiny scamps <laughs> i was a single unmarried man back then I could have said that week Matt, ago. <laughs> Matt had just emerged from his hibernation period. The and chrysalis had begun, had cracked, yes. Yeah, he'd mm. begun his rampage across the land. Yeah. 
Tim was just an immortal Tim. Tim was just Tim. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Ever unchanging <laughs> as the sun. But before we get to talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and the various films surrounding it, we'd like to say a lovely little thank you to the fantastic people on patreon.com slash sequelizers because you make this show possible. We've already had some EP picks earlier on in the season. We have one left. The one we're probably dreading the, the most. The one we're dreading the most. It's the film I'm dreading the most of the entire season. I'm not. It's fine. I, I disagree. It's <laughs> fucking awful. Oh, I'm t- I don't think it's good. I meant I'm not dreading the episode. Oh, no, no, I'm not dreading the episode. I think the, the films are the worst of the season. Probably. It might be the worst thing we've ever covered outside Sound of the Mask. Possibly, yes. Mm. There's a little tease for you. And we've also had our Patreon pick. We had... Mean Girls 2, last episode, which mm-hmm. was voted for by patrons. So if you would like to join the people who can vote for it, or go up and join the executive producers, you can go to patreon.com slash equalizers, join us on various different tiers, which range from ad-free and early access all the way through to exclusive merch, discounts on merch, and Tim's got his hand up. Finish your thought. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go up to the highest tiers, as I said, you can become an executive producer. We'll um, probably have one of those votes going up in the nearish future yeah. mm-hmm. for a, for an interseason topic as well. Yes, so indeed. it's a good time to jump, jump on the bandwagon. Up. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. So executive producers and patrons, you get picks. You get to vote for the interseason. Executive producers, you will get picks for the interseason. So look forward to what terrible things they get us to talk about in the interseason stuff. They hey. can really go wild in the interseason sometimes, and I worry about that. <laughs> kind of let them off the range. There's a bit, even he, less restrictions. We yeah. did a whole episode mm. on Donnie Yen once, which was mm. fun. Don't get me wrong. We have, we have a good time with these Weird, things. but we're fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, if you would like to join them, like I said, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers. Links for all that, of course, are in the show notes and on our website and all that kind of stuff, as usual. But of course, the executive producers for this week are Marcus Lindstrom. He drinks bleach. Stuart Main. This is hand sanitizer that I made from my own garden. It's really amazing. Uh, James McDowell? You're lying. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. Hyper Dude Man. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's bring him in for a beer. You out of your goddamn mind? Jonathan Firth Clark. Look, this is what I do. This is my job. Josh Miles. They shouldn't even know a thing like this exists. Josh Van der Sluis. You gotta be fucking kidding. Colin Thompson. Look at me in the eye, okay? I need information. Xenos. Long live the king. And Philip Morgan. Let them fight. Thank you, executive producers. Like I said, you make this show possible. You make it free for everyone else. You make the extra long seasons, the extra, extra long interseason we had previously with our (laughs) MCU specials and everything as well. And... Yeah, we appreciate every support on patreon.com slash sequelizers. Thank you ever so much for your support. So, should we dive into some Gojira? Since I'm wearing my Gojira t-shirt. It's <laughs> you've come, the, you've the, come the, dressed for the occasion. I have. It's, it's the band Gojira, which are my favorite, <laughs> favorite <laughs> band. Not necessarily to do with Godzilla. Not in the slightest. No. French metal doesn't really... French metal. A lot of it about climate change and stuff, and like how the planet's fucked. Godzilla. There's some thematic we'll ties get there to that. <laughs> yeah, because this film talks a lot about that. There's the whole. Yeah, we're the the humans are in this film a lot, aren't they? 
Oh, yeah. And it was very much, a, mm. um, we'll get into synopses and stuff in a moment, of course. But talking about like overall themes and kind of like production stuff, five years since the first one. So as I said, mm. 2014 to 2019 coming through here. There was a lot of backlash against 2014 because it didn't feature enough big monsters fighting each other. Gareth mm. Edwards and the team there made a conscious decision to kind of tease it a lot more and have like, oh, and the door's closed and you don't quite see them fighting yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And people fucking hated that. Certain people. I really like the 2014 Godzilla, for yeah. the record. But a lot of people were very angry there wasn't enough monsters fighting. So they made this movie, which is entirely monsters fighting. Well... And also some people doing nonsense that doesn't make any sense and barely has a it's, script. It's like 40% monsters fighting... 60% people we don't really care about. People called Bob, James, and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they've all got incredibly boring names, apart from Ken Watanabe. Yes. I couldn't name a character in this thing. I just know them by their actors. Oh, it's Millie Bobby Brown and Carl yeah. Chandler yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Watanabe. Mm. Couldn't name a character name sure. in the entire thing, mm. apart from the ones that are references to previous Godzilla things. Yeah, that makes sense. It's ridiculous. I mean, one of the interesting things about this franchise especially once you look out to the to the monsterverse in its whole yeah is they don't tend to they they go through casts very quickly <laughs> like there's no they there's, can't keep anyone on there's very little consistency they they plan to bring back um aaron taylor johnson and elizabeth olsen from mm. 2014 originally but elizabeth olsen was busy doing avengers stuff yeah yeah um and aaron taylor johnson was too busy with his gigantic dick <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whatever, whatever, he, would, whatever he was doing at the time yeah um but yeah he was cast two <laughs> <laughs> i think he has two was a couple of years before that like 2017 probably maybe? probably who knows yeah who he, he's off doing other stuff basically they had scheduling conflicts the yeah. original plan was to bring those two characters back mm. yeah which would make a lot of sense and i think would help this film considerably and like not to say like you know millie bobby brown actually does a pretty decent performance with what she's the very she's little fine. She's, the very little mm, that she's yeah. given mm. but i think having that continuity and having characters you're familiar with from the first movie would give this second film a lot more weight to what is going on because as i said i don't know the name i've watched this film three times now and i couldn't name a character i think one of them is called steve <laughs> no She's called Maddie or Madison? Madison. Correct. There you go. Yeah, that was well one. done. Yeah. Because Kyle Chandler yells her name a lot. There you go. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, you're right, by the way. Uh, it, it, it doesn't have that continuity. It, it does the Batman v Superman of like, let's follow a family who are affected by the onslaught and have that's shaped their life and who mm. they are now. Uh, even if there's even like a 1% chance that Godzilla is <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm going to ask a question because we usually do this and it's going to be a, a version of the question. Because yes. mm. the question is usually, what's your history of the franchise? Mm -hmm. Nope, not doing that right now. <laughs> That's a too long answer. 1954. <laughs> yeah. I'm back in 1954. I remember very clearly. Um, Matt was a wee 98 years old. At <laughs> least pushing triple digits. So if we just talk about our relationship with the legendary monster verse specifically, mm -hmm. um, because it's it is actually semi interesting. So for me personally, I saw Godzilla in the cinema. Mm -hmm. Of course, I saw Kong Skull Island in the cinema. Do we need to run through this, Matthew? We, we do because it's important. I saw Kong Skull Island in the cinema. Uh -huh. I saw Godzilla King of Monsters in the cinema, Jack. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I couldn't see uh-huh. uh, Godzilla vs. Kong in the cinema because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. I have access to HBO Max. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but basically, I saw it uh, day of release mm. before I came over here and things. Um, so th- that's the only one I haven't seen in the cinema, basically. I have the identical same situation. Seen them all in cinemas, apart from the one I couldn't see in the cinemas. Which you saw at home. So I've watched it online and some, some Tim? Yeah. streaming services. <clears throat> well, the, the 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 cinema release for Godzilla vs. Kong is interesting because it was one of the ones that was like, let's open everything back up. It was the mm. second film to pass a hundred million at the box office. Yes. Yep. Um and had a big, made a big splash on. It was one of the big releases on yeah, HBO yeah. Max as well, which is why it got approved for a sequel, which is now coming at on some point. Yes, yes. Uh, I saw none of these in the cinema. Wow. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, I go on those big, big monster explosions and stuff on the big screen, Tim. Yeah, missed like out. The only appeal of this movie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I uh, for for whatever reason, I wasn't. I, the the Godzilla 2014 didn't tickle my fancy, mm. and then I not heard enough Brian Cranston. Not enough Brian Cranston. Um, too too much Elizabeth Olsen. No, um, there's no <laughs> such thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I I heard the criticism early on about the the way there's that there's no big monster fights. They tease everything. Yeah. You see his foot, and then nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and so I didn't watch that until quite recently. Like about a month ago. I was about to say how oh, recently. Oh shit! <laughs> you've been um, yeah. So I. I know you've already seen Kong. I did see Kong Skull Island. Interesting. Um, because I heard good things about that, and I watched it and really enjoyed it. Um, I watched that probably three, four years ago. Yeah, which would fair. be yeah, about right. Um, and then yeah, I didn't watch any of the Godzilla ones until. About a month ago. Until you had to. Until and, I had to. And so I guess following up on my next question, I have two more questions mm. and I'll, one I'll go to all three of us with. Mm. Um, have you seen Godzilla vs. Kong? I have. Okay, so you've, you're I've fully watched, caught I'm up now. I'm fully caught up cool, on the monster. Cool. So we're all fully caught up in various I'm ways. I'm curious yes. if your question is the same as my question. Let's, let's see. What's mm. your favourite? It's my question. Oh, okay. My, I have a different question. Plain, plain and simple. I'm guessing Kong Skull Island for you too? Yeah, I really like Kong yeah. Skull Island. Yeah. Um, I basically fell in line with the criticisms of of Godzilla. I watched it and I was like, this is too dark. Mm. I can't tell what's going on. Hello, AVP. Mm. Yeah, I think it might, I I think that might have been on my mind while while we were doing that. And I was just like, it's... You were mid-writing your AVP pitch and like, this is too... Wait a minute. That's too dark too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I found it frustrating i didn't particularly care about any of the human characters in it tim doesn't like edging ladies and gentlemen yeah (laughs) um i didn't hate king of the monsters as much as i expected to interesting i found it frustrating Uh but there were parts of it that i quite liked actually and then godzilla versus kong i found interesting uh and weird I mean that's fair, and it's weird as fuck. It's weird. There were it goes parts... all Tron for no reason. You're like, <laughs> wait, what? There were parts that were weird that I enjoyed, and parts that were weird that I was like, why is this in this movie? Agreed. So I've got a question for you guys. I may, may need a, a second to think about it, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, I'm going to exclude Kong from this for a second because now I'll bring Kong into it. Drag that big ape into it. Uh, come here, boy. 
So, um, Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla vs. Kong, yeah. and Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of five. Mm. Ooh. I'll give you mine first. My, okay, go for my it. official views. Is this is this from your from the from the from, from the, the red, red right, right hand? hand. Yeah, it's true. My from my site. Godzilla, twenty fourteen, four out of five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Godzilla, no Kong Skull Island, yep. two out of five. Interesting. Ooh. Wow. I ha- I love the nineteen thirty three original, and I really and the like Peter Jackson. The Peter one Jackson with, one with all the lot. silly, but really, I really like that film. A really lot. interesting. Um, and that film is this okay one, I think, has so much cool aesthetic and visuals. He's so big, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little shower. Ugh. He has a little bath in the sea. It's delightful. Uh, he, so doesn't, I... he doesn't trip over big dinosaurs in a valley for no reason. <laughs> Fair. It's played by Toby Kebbell, I think. Yes, he's yeah. the so Yeah, basically... Toby, Toby Kebbell does the faces mostly. Yes. Oh, is he not doing them? It's... Most What's his face? Terry Notary. There we go. Terry, Terry Notary. Notary. Thank you very much. Thank Perfect. You, fucking hell. Um, but basically, my problem was that the aesthetic was great, but the um, this will be a contradiction later. Uh, a lot of character motivation stuff was just bad. I didn't care for it at all. There's really big problems and sticky points. Anyway, that aside, two out of five. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Different two out of five. <laughs> um, very different levels of two out of five. It was mm. much more frustrating. I think there's more potential and it ruined it. Godzilla vs. Kong, three out of five. Redeems itself a bit of it. It's a quite stupid, but it's enjoyable stupid. It does the right level of dumb. Mm. Um, but never gets back to a hype for... Because Godzilla 2014 wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. It was like, I actually really enjoy this. It's mm. how it's so let's go clockwise. Jack, what are your out of fives, please? Uh, Godzilla 2014, I also would give a four. Sure. Uh, Kong, I would give a three. Sure. King of the Monsters would be a two. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla versus Kong will be back up to a three, so not not too entirely far. different from Li- you. Literally one off yeah. by one point. Yeah, I so like Kong Skull Island more. I I'd be hesitant to drop. I really, really dislike King of Monsters. I've been hmm. pretty. I know I'm the guy that hates the movies, but like <laughs> I'm fueled by hate on this show. Whether that's yeah. you know my big rant on Into Darkness in episode one of this hmm. season or The Dark Knight Rises, I hate a bunch of these like. Films that other people seem to like for all the wrong reasons, in my opinion, and they just do not click with me, and I can't fucking stand it. I find mm-hmm. myself nitpicking every little thing, and it drives me insane. And King of the Monsters is one of those for me. Fair. I'd be tempted to give it one, but it, there are some cool moments, so I'll give it a two. Fair, but yeah, Tim. I think we're going to like, big like deviation here. Matt said clockwise, and then immediately went anti-clockwise. Oh, yes. is that not a clock? Damn it! <laughs> yeah. I saw the clock was on the ce- Wait, ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second! <laughs> Literally melted Jack's brain for yeah. a second there. I saw the clock on the ceiling. Yeah, the clock's on the ceiling. It's clockwise. It's fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes I'm sense. Too tired for that shit, man. Um, Tim, I think I would say threes across the board, but a four for Skull Island. Fair. I, I I can't argue that because I can under, I can definitely understand your reasoning with that logic. Yeah, we're not saying fives and ones. This is the interesting no. thing. I think, I, think I, with find, a... I find it fascinating that you rank all three of the Godzilla movies as a three. 
Yeah, because I, I think if, I think if, if, very if we different were move. if we were talking out of ten, there would be more. Oh, goals sure, yeah. nuance, yeah. of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. I hate out of five scorings. Like, uh, yeah, stupid. Matt. I used to do tens, and then I realised I was doing percentages, and I thought, no, I can't be doing this. Bring back a hundred, bring a hundred point scale, Matthew. No, yeah. I, I, I thought five days. literally. I don't do the four is bollocks. Where it's like what? you know, so a lot of newspapers. Oh, the four go, point scale. Yes, right. Of like really good, four out good, of five, bad, really bad, and like some things are just okay. Some yeah. things are just fine. And that ruins Rotten Tomatoes as well. It does. Mm. So, well, Rotten Tomatoes ruins Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before we get into synopses and things, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bash out some quest, quick thoughts and opinions. Oh, that's the point of this opening segment. So that's, <laughs> that, that's good. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to record a podcast <laughs> called Synchronous. It's a novel idea, ladies and gentlemen. Ten seasons in. Um, I genuinely really like 2014's Godzilla for the reason that a lot of people dislike 2014's Godzilla. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I can see his, his dick. big old Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, because... Juliette Binoche. <laughs> oh, I love that she dies. Um, <laughs> no, I, I have a real... I mean, okay, um, somewhere in this room there are multiple Godzilla films. Um, yeah, down and there. multiple Godzilla figures. This is true. Really? I do love me the big G. But basically, I have a real point of contention and clashing with Godzilla people because um, I always maintain in my reviews there are usually two types of Godzilla fans. And it's the... It's the we've it's we've the, talked about this before. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah. quote from Pulp Fiction. Like, you know, are you more an Elvis person or a Beatles person? You can't... You can like both, but you mm. have to be more one than the other inside your personality. Mm. Things like that. And that it's a like, discussion I had early with Emma and oh. we very clearly divided ourselves. <laughs> she is very clearly an Elvis woman. I'm very clearly a Beatles man. That makes sense. Yeah. I can definitely say that yeah. on you guys. <laughs> with regards to Godzilla fans, there are people who like it to be a big, dark message piece and people who like to see monsters smash each other in the face. Yes. Mm -hmm. The the two people on those two sides are me and Jonathan Firth-Clark. That's <laughs> accurate. Jonathan Firth-Clark and I tend to have polar opposite film taste. Mm -hmm. He likes big, schlocky nonsense, yeah. and I like to think about stuff. Yep, that's fair. And I... There's no shame in either, I by the way. I really, really dislike when it's just action figures Pummeling. mushing each other yeah. with no purpose or reason. What? Whereas he was like, yeah, but like big explosions and stuff. Four out of five. I'm like, for fuck's sake, Jonathan. <laughs> I would say that there's, obviously, both have their own place. But yeah. what's interesting to me is people forget that even in the old classic Showa era Godzilla stuff, where you're like, oh, he's doing a fucking Highland jig on the moon. It's like, you do know that 70% of that movie is journalists investigating and stuff, right? Bureaucracy yeah. and, and stuff. Bureaucracy yeah. and school kids. Yeah. It's mm. not what you think it is. Um, we all think we know the big fights. Like, oh, a fucking lion comes out of a mountain. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Um, that's, uh, I think that's, got, uh, me uh, yeah, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. It is, mm. yeah. But point is that most of the time, the human bullshit is the stuff the stories tend to be mm. about. And Godzilla 2014 does that Really, really well that I don't care about any of the humans and it doesn't show me Godzilla until the end in the same way that the film Godzilla 1954 gives you hints it does it's mm. as Jaws it teases it out and you because Gareth Edwards the kaiju back in the box mm. exactly no, no kaiju back in the kaiju they box do in King of the Monsters he's just big and on screen yeah. all the time yeah there's that just and big wide shots that make big things look like normal size that things. is yeah it's just the Pacific Rim thing of like I, I, it sh Gareth Edwards made a choice to shoot it from a human perspective and I kind of fucking love that because which, it made it which we talked about in the Pacific Rim episode. we did the we second did. one has a bunch of like Power nonsense camera bollocks that is mm. just floating around these giant things so we're eye level with the giant things 
So they look like toy buildings that they're smashing into, and it doesn't make any sense. Whereas if yeah. you're shooting it from the low angle, like Pacific Rim and like Godzilla 2014, you get that like sense of scale and impact and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. I I agree uh, to, to a certain a big, <laughs> certain a, a big butt is marching yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim's big butt. Is my, my big butt's about to slam down. But I think there's there's two things that I that I have a problem with. Patented signature butt. One is that in Godzilla 2014, it does. I think I think you are absolutely correct in that you should hold back Godzilla. Like some of that's just practicality of like you can't like the special effects budget yeah, for a Godzilla yeah. film that's pure Godzilla <laughs> is very very high. And he's as big as he is in sure. these ones as yeah. well. Like yeah. Um, so I I absolutely think that makes sense. I like the idea of doing like a human perspective on it. I think that's <clears throat> a unique approach. I think once you start opening the world up and having other kaiju and stuff, you're gonna you kind of have to lose that because it's it just it's difficult to keep that thing. Like we say, once the kaiju is out of the box, he's yeah. kind of out of the box. And so to keep going back to we're not gonna show the monsters just feels like teasing the audience at that point rather than building up to a big reveal and i think the other thing is is that i agree that it is good when the these films have stuff to say and have a point to them the trouble is is that i don't think any of these films are particularly smart oh they're not uh, smart smart no. enough Agreed. to have anything yeah. worthwhile to sure, say sure um like i think especially as it goes on there's it's that same problem that a lot of franchises have where Godzilla 2014's kind of about stuff, kind of Ish. trying to be. By the time you get to Godzilla versus Kong, it's about the previous Godzilla and Kong movies. Yes. Yes. Like that's they're fair. just yes. it, all they're referencing is themselves, really. Um I think Godzilla versus Godzilla King of the Monsters tries to be about stuff, but completely fumbles oh, it. Yeah, I agree. And it, I think it's yeah. it's all the worse because it tries to be about stuff. Agreed. It, I does think the it would Black be Black Panther thing of like, ah, we're going to make a good point here, and then give it to a murderer. And you're yeah. Like, oh, awkward. Yeah. yeah. Eco yeah. eco environmentalists, they're the bad guys. Yeah. Like, climate change is good. Wait, what? Hold on. What? Yeah. What you fucking yeah. fucking. <laughs> Charles Dance as uh, the the mili ex military eco terrorist. What? That's not a thing. Yeah, and Ugh. like, how does he have a private army when most eco terrorist like mo most? I mean, most, Charles Dance is pretty most charming. Environmentalists. He are. just talked his way into it. Most people yeah. are gluing themselves to roadways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they get run over. I think it's That's fascinating. That happened here in the UK, Liz. Yes. The uh, within the space of a decade probably less two different uh cinematic universes tried to have tease charles dance as the major villain of their piece mm. um and the crown did it as well <laughs> <laughs> made lord mountbatten uh both of them both of them kind of spluttered true and they true. both relied on just well, it's just Charles. Dun it's he'll Charles just Dance. be villainous. He's, yeah. he's time in Lannister. Like that's exactly. He that's was in it. Game yeah. of Thrones, therefore, which happened to a lot of the cast of Game of Thrones. Bless him. I really. Like, hope. Yeah, you watch this thing. It's Jon Snow. It's like, 
Yeah, but yeah. it's on. also a lot of the cast of King of Monsters. It's oh, 100%, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, you'll care about uh, Millie Bobby Brown because she was 11. Uh, you'll like she'll, Kyle. She'll, she'll have some arbitrary psychic powers, maybe. You know, like in Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. So she's talking to the moth? Like, what's <laughs> this? You remember Carl Chandler being the dad in Super 8? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Friday Night Lights? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Why? He's a dad here, too. He's, da- yeah. he's a dad. He's a good old American dad. Great. Yep. That's his personality. I, He's I a dad. Do, I do feel that I, I was really hoping for some reason, I don't know why, that Charles Dance's character was going to be the older version of Tom Hiddleston's character from Kong. Oh. <laughs> gone mental. Oh. And I was like, that would have been so good. Like, oh, 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 he's that ex-army dude. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh no, it's just a, just a dude. Because mm. he'd have a rooted, invested reason to actually be like, I was Papa Monarch and mm. now I'm gone, gone rogue. But it's just, it's just Charles, Charles Dance. Mm. The only cohesion and continuity from these movies is the monsters, not the humans. Mm. I feel like we have a, a hint of it with Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins and things like that, but mm. that, that's really about it. And Sally Hawkins gets unceremoniously so killed off. So dismissively. You don't notice it's there. She's it's gone. Like, it's like when the woman in Aliens vs. Predator dies. Exactly. I, I literally had to re- rewind when I was watching it. I was like, whoa, did she just get flattened? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. On, on an ice pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there actually is one character who passes over from Kong Skull Island to King of the Monsters. I feel you're right, but I can't remember who it is. It's uh, Brooks, who is John Goodman's like assistant in Kong Skull Island, and then he shows up briefly in King of oh, the Monsters, shit. played yeah. by no, Joe right. Morton. Yes, you're... God damn, Tim, you were correct. Nice. Um, but again... Not enough. But it also, yeah, also doesn't really impact it at all. Yeah. No. Let's let's go through some synopses. Mm. We can dissect what the problems are here. So, 2014's Godzilla, if you're nice and ready, boys. Just get stuck in, Matthew. <laughs> 1999. The not, agency... Not that Godzilla. That's 1998, right? 1998, oh, Jean Reno arrives in New oh, York. Oh, God. <laughs> Matthew the world with him. When it started that way, I was like, is this a reference to... That's exactly what I did. As <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> they're not, are they? They're fucking not, thank God. 1999. The agency monarch is sent to investigate the skeleton of an impossibly large creature in the Philippines. At the same time, a nuclear power station in Japan experiences a seismic event and Joe Brody's wife, Sandra, investigates. Unfortunately, she is trapped in the reactor and her team dies. I don't mind this. I think it's good. I think this opening is great. And it's it's typical like, oh, fuck, man yeah, should be meddling yeah. with things. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, we've, we, we've done, you know, the A-bomb was the, um, the, 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 the uh, horror story of the first film. And that's why they have in the original, the Doctor d- destroys uh, the... Um, we destroy Godzilla with the uh, the oxygen machine, and they're like, "No, this machine's too powerful. If humans get it, we'll start another war. I have to die with it, and the machine has to be destroyed." Because mm. it's not just the big scary monster that we create. It's like this is the fallout. Yeah. And this here is like the eco message of like, "We are fucked up. The Earth is dying." The same way they changed the day the Earth is still to being a similar mm. message of like, "You're destroying the Earth." Fine, no problem with that. Good. Also, because it's Cranston being fucking amazing, and Julian Minosh is very, you know. Cranston's hair is quite stupid in this film. Oh, it is. Because it, it was peak it's, uh, it's Breaking, breaking bad, bad, Yeah, so it's, it's a wig. He's, he's wigged yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. It's bad wig. It's bad. Which ironically enough is what he does in El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. But he wears a bald cap because he's got hair back because <laughs> he's not in Breaking Bad anymore and it's all weird. 
Yeah. But not weird. That's filming for you. Hollywood Hollywood in general needs to pay more attention to wigs. There's so many bad wigs in They're blockbuster films. They're so expensive, films. Tim. They're so expensive. How, how, how's your wig, Dar, gentlemen? I think not, I, I'm pretty good with it. Not I great. Mean, you would be. Mm, I'm always on the lookout for a good wig. <laughs> I can tell I can tell a, a wig weave. Not uh, not great, but I follow people on Twitter who who have got very immaculate wig done. Ah, yeah. There you go. 2014. Joe and Sandra's son Ford returns from a tour of duty but has to go to Japan as his father has been arrested in the quarantine zone around the old power station. I I do love in this film that like Juliet Binoche, I think like her last words to him to uh, to Brian Cranston are like like keep our son safe and then the next nope. you see him he's in the army. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get himself killed abroad. Oh, and by the way, I live in Japan. He lives in San Francisco. And it's like, yeah. Oh, good job. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, we're kind of semi-estranged. It's like, yeah. Great. Upon arrival, the two venture into the area and learn there is no radiation fallout, meaning the incident was covered up. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, 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 The pair are arrested, promptly, and brought to a facility which is housing a chrysalis, which has been feeding off the plant for 15 years. A giant insect creature dubbed a MUTO, that stands for some Massive underground terrestrial organism, I want to say. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, unidentified. Yeah, Bad so. fucking. Ter- I'm like, I'm glad they switched to Titans because Muto is such a it's dumb. shit term. It's a it's a shit Pokemon you wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this Muto emerges and Joe dies in the onslaught. That's Cranston gone. Yeah. Everyone is very angry at this point. Yeah. All the marketing led you to believe Cranston was in the film and is the lead. He's not. He's not. This is bland ass son. Yeah. Um, Generic ass. <laughs> bland ass problems. Yeah. Monarch scientists Ishiro Sawazawa and Vivian Graham. Ken Watanabe and the other one. Sally Hawkins, yeah, here right, to fuck yeah. monsters and take yeah. names. <laughs> she does that thing where she mimes the penis coming out from Shape of Water. Mm, the cloaca. <laughs> and Joe are brought, <laughs> <laughs> are brought to a US naval vessel where they exposit about Godzilla and the tests conducted in the 1950s. Like, oh, actually, turns out there's this apex predator. And like, oh my God, really? Yeah, we were bombing the shit out of it. It's like, oh, what a yeah. terrible mistake. It's, uh, you know. We discovered it and decided to bomb it. That's us all Which they do know. cover. They, they one thing these films all have continuity on is how they yeah. open, where they have this uh, um, the montage, of, the montage of like yeah. newsreel footage and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah. which which starts the hints at the like we found this thing out in the ocean and then we decided to bomb it because fucking nineteen ninety eight Godzilla was, had that shit. Yeah, it was, it was it was the forties and so we, we were just we, bombing we islands. We were just horny for bombs. Yeah, we needed to test why the war. What war? Any war. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah. There's always one going on somewhere. Do you want to start a war right now, boy? Uh, the Muto attacks a Russian submarine, feeding off the nuclear parts of it, then travels to Hawaii. As you do. Uh, Godzilla also arrives, causing <laughs> a tsunami and uh, fighting the giant insect. This the is old, mostly seen on TV. Yeah. It cuts. It, I must admit, they used that for a Comic Con reveal where they got this Muto giant insect. And I was like, oh my God, this is a new thing rather than an established canon uh, creature. And then one of the largest Godzillas we've ever seen puts its foot down like, holy shit. It's great. And you get yourself closer and closer to like, oh, we're going to see something cool. And then you just see it on TV in the background. And mm. I kind of love that. I know it pisses a lot of people off, but that again, that strikes to me how like the original Godzilla did this, the reports of it, but you don't yeah. get to see it. Mm. We'll get to it. But mm. the news reports in the second movie 
are much worse. Are more fucking irritating. awful. <laughs> the delivery of plot via news reporting is. Mm. The, the world is literally falling apart and being shredded. There's a, I'll get to it, but there's Titans destroying the world. But the news reporters are still saying, oh my God, it might be the end times for mankind. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. The greatest disaster in American. No. Human history. And it's like, Jesus. yeah, we know. <laughs> Everything is on fire. Who are you broadcasting Absolutely this fucking... Air. How do you still have power? Yeah, how are the airwaves not controlled by the government saying, like, like we're doing like a zombie film where it's like... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't talk about the kaijus. Yeah. yeah. Or just or something it's like, Beep. this is the emergency broadcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Head Titans to your nearest sh shelter. Yeah. You're all fucked. Um, the scientists realize the creatures are drawn to nuclear power and check on a nuclear waste depository, but it's already been raided by another MUTO. Uh, which is on its way to Las Vegas, as you do. Yep. Believing the pair are um, male and female looking to mate, the scientists express their concerns, but the military decides to lure the Mutos to the ocean to destroy them. For but, reasons. You know, you just blow them up in the middle yep. of nowhere. Hmm. The warheads are intercepted, however, because they go by train. I feel yeah, that's I was, a really I was, dumb plan. Yeah, yeah, I found this part really confusing. Yep. Because it was like, oh, they've they've got them. No, wait, they haven't got them. They've They've got most of them. There's one yeah. left. No, wait, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're going to. Also, use... it's very dark. Yeah, we're going to use this. True, we're going to use the uh, the nukes to drag draw them out. Fair enough. We can only get them by train. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> this... <laughs> this is not the 1800s. Let me just correct you. No. <laughs> yeah. You. How do you deliver nukes most of the time? I guess we fly them by more. train, right? Oh, look, there you go. You fly <laughs> them. But you know, you just launch them. But still. Fuck off with that. Mm. And of course, classically, it's like, ha ha, found you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does sum up the Mutos, do you? Uh, <laughs> I really blah, blah, blah. dislike the Muto design. Oh, me too. I don't uh, think the, it's awful. It's not. I'm not keen on it. The problem I have is they look weirdly metallic. Yes. And they've yeah. got no. They, they feel like they were like, oh, we're running out of processing power on these computers. Let's just get rid of... Smooth them over. Don't worry about any textures. The mutos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no textures We forgot to render textures. Ah, fuck it. Because they're meant to yeah. be like insect-like, but yeah. they look they look like transformers. They look biomechanical. Almost. They almost yeah. look like yeah. xenomorph That's style. Fair. Yeah, That's totally yeah. Fair. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also they have a bit of a, a clover-esque look to them. I was gonna just because they're yeah. gangly motherfuckers. But also... That's a much more organic beast. Yes. Yeah, but I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm again. We got big insecty. They got cool jaws. I guess. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Bits like, I like. Yeah, I'm, I agree we, with you on that. I mean, I had like a giant oil slick for a monster in the original Godzilla films and things. I'm fine with most things. There's just sludge blobs and stuff. Yeah, and it's fine. Name an animal. There's probably a big version of it in the original run. So, yeah. yeah. If they were sludgy, I'd be. I just want them to be nastier. That's fair. Yeah, they look really clean cut and yeah. very like al almost man made. Which yeah. Kind of they look more that alien they than the bit. actual alien that comes in the second film. Spoiler. True, spoilers. For five minutes time. Yeah. <laughs> so or if... for like 1964, if you've seen. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. God damn, he's right. <laughs> um, the warheads are intercepted by the Muto, uh, with the final one being taken to San Francisco. And they go, Matthew? Not yet, because they're saving... Oh, one sorry, for... sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. To squat over. Save them to... <laughs> so... Uh, they take him to San Francisco. Sure. Bad plan. Um, both Mutos and Godzilla converge on the city and it becomes apparent Godzilla is fighting to kill the creatures as an act of natural balance. Sure. Let, let them fight. Let them fight. Let them fight. Yeah. So while the Kaijus fight, a squad of military boys try to retrieve the active, uh, sorry, retrieve and activate the manual detonator on the nuke. 
and blow up a nest and do a load of stuff. It's the Halo jump is really cool. It's yes. extremely in the, in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine in the movie. Like nothing actually happens, but the shots are very, very cool. Yes, and that's that's basically like sums up most of my opinion about the second movie. It's like, oh, that's a cool shot, and they ruined uh, it. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, shit. yeah. I I really like how Edwards and the cinematographer use. For one better phrase, the space available to them, which is an entire fucking city at that point. <laughs> yeah. They're not afraid to do wide shots and hold on wide shots, which is my which is a massive problem in the second one, in that we have the taken issue of like no shot lasts longer than like three seconds. Yeah. And it's like, oh, a close up on Godzilla's eye. I'm like, why? I've just shown me big monsters fighting from a distance. Have a have them running at each other and like slow and steady because they're gigantic. We're getting the second film. I apologize. But Sorry, I'm here. I'm ranting. <laughs> but then they cut to like a punch, and I'm like, what? I don't need a cut to a punch from a kaiju. I, I Show me the impact and all the yeah, things exploding around it's them. The one that gets me is the cut, and they do this in Godzilla versus Kong a little better, and I don't they mind do, that. Yeah. But they do it very badly. King of the Monsters was like. Cut to Godzilla's face going, yeah. No, don't do that. Yep. Don't film him. He turns into do a mid shot of him. He looks over his shoulder and does a lot of like snarly bits. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'll Jack just you. did a sexy growl. Konnichiwa. Godzilla. So it's a bit Austin Powers somewhere, like. It mm. was. Uh, so there's a whole plan to get this, like, oh, the, the, the Mutos are mating. They're going to create tons of baby versions. The human race will be wiped out in a certain amount of time, blah, 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 blah. Get in there, destroy the nest. Oh, by the way, Godzilla's also there. Fuck up big ones. Plan. What are we do then? Use the nuke to get the nuke out of San Francisco. Can't destroy the city, really. Um, and we'll get out on a boat and lure them out of the sea. Okay. Put the nuke on a boat. Because as we as we as is established, a small tugboat. You can't fly. Can't fly a nuke. Bombs. You mm. can't possibly put well, there, bombs on planes. There's a whole thing about how the mutos do like they, EMP everywhere. So yeah, yes, fair. that's true. And that's why the nuke itself can't be remote detonated. It's like a manual click, click, click. Yeah, yeah. And they have to go and turn it off because it's been activated already. They've taken. Yeah, it. yeah. So that that is valid. Train though. Uh. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Ford destroys the muto nest. Bang, boom. Ah, while Godzilla battles the mutos to the point of near death because you know. He goes down, gets a thumbs up from Ford, and he goes, oh, I'll, I'll keep going. Mate, yeah, don't worry. it's very rocky. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, everything's like, he, he gets up and he literally, very cool. Big, and I do love uh, Alexandre Desplat's score for the first Godzilla film. Really big, triumphant, and almost 50s sounding. Has the right light motif nods to it. And it's got this really powerful thundering presence. And bam, bam! It's just, just really dark and wonderful. Mm. And just the atomic breath of the first time. That whoa, 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 whoa. Great sound design. Mm. <clears throat> Blowing through someone's fucking face until the skull's in your hands but the body's falling. It's beautiful shit. Mm. And I was like, why don't we have more of this? It's like, because, look, mate, sometimes foreplay is an important part of it. Just get on board. <laughs> anyway, Godzilla passes out. Next day, they're all in, I guess, a really famous arena or something. Probably. Or a baseball stadium. I don't know which one it is. Tim? I never went to sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm surprised, but I'm not the surprised. I, I, uh, do, I do regret not going a, to, Los like, uh, to, to sports, sports games. Baseball. Uh, you love a baseball movie. Tim. I do love a baseball movie. I would have Baseball I, is now, fucking boring to watch in real now life. I've, yeah, but you get drunk during it. It's like cricket. I'm so so bad. Like American cricket. <clears throat> Two words I never True. want to hear put together. <laughs> so he passes out. 
Then, as the sun rises, and uh, oh, by the way, Elizabeth Olsen in this movie, um, Ford's Wait, reunited what? with his family. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Arbitrarily. Yeah. But as the sun rises, Godzilla gets up and schleps his ass into the sea. Yeah. Um, now, here's a little problem I have with Godzilla, the first one. It's like, ah, he was our savior all along. And it's like, no, 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 no. In the first film, he's a threat. He should stay a threat. You should be terrified of it. And there is an element of fear of like, yeah, for now, that's mm. fine. I don't mind that. But it's be like, nah, that's a worry. He's going to come back and fuck us up is what we wish. He's going to go away rest. Right? But it's more like, yay, because you it's want a, to get Godzilla We've always got somebody who's got our back is the message. Like, back to thank fracking. God Godzilla loves America. Yeah. And you're like, hold on, that's not the <laughs> message. No. I'm a military man and God save America thanks to the big lizard. Am I right, yeah. boys? Pledge allegiance to the flag of Gojira. Yeah, I think I think this is part of my other slight dislike uh, of of Godzilla twenty fourteen because I don't I don't hate the film. I just no, I, that's fine. Yeah, a, th- a three is not we'll, bad. We'll yeah. get yeah. to hate in a moment. Um, is because of when it is made. Um, it feel and the and the we're going to be down on the street level, and I think the comparison to which we get in. Uh, King of the Monsters as well to Batman vs Superman that sequence is very similar it feels very post 9-11 let's use 9-11 imagery it really does which is part of considering it's 2014 they should not still be going hey Americans stop going on about 9-11 but I feel like Mm. that's also part of why it's so dark because they're like oh well if we're going to be realistic as soon as a city starts falling apart there's it's like dust ash, and you can't da- see dust stuff. and ash yeah, and you can't yeah, yeah. see anything. Yeah. And it's like, yes, that is realistic, but also this is a movie and I like to be able to see oh, the things cin- I'm watching. Cinema, <laughs> darling. Yeah. Um, it's part of why... It's not a documentary. It, no, it's part of why I like... I mean, obviously it's in a very different setting. Like um, Kong Skull Island, like everything is so bright and vibrant and it, it just there's colors on the screen um, it, it is very lush uh, yeah uh, i do have a problem with the ecology of that island but there's not a problem, it's not a problem. <laughs> the ecosystem makes no sense it's fine but you're right because when they get to godzilla versus kong it's the same thing mm. it's like let's have a big neon fucking city yeah and when things do blow up or you know buildings come down they're mostly glass so there's no debris it's like yeah sure 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 yeah um yeah so it makes sense so Godzilla, King of the Monsters, five years later, 2019. Yeah. During the events in San Francisco, doctors Emma and Mark Russell lose their son, Andrew, the most important boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's brought up a lot. You never see him. He I think is. you see a photo of him in the you distance. You do, yeah. Five years later. Brilliant. Uh, which brings us to 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Russells are divorced with their surviving daughter, Madison, living with Emma in China. Fine. It takes a bit of a similar one to the first film. Yeah. Except, you know, rather than dead parents, dead kid, and they move around a bit. A giant egg hatches, uh, <laughs> revealing a lava. Mothra. Right. Now, King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. on paper, mm-hmm. I should love it. Mm. I should be giving the, um, the Bob movie reviews, dude, same thing. We're like, oh my God, I can't believe I fell asleep on this one. What an amazing movie. It's all the cool stuff I want to see. All the big names are here. The sequence is spectacular. And I remember seeing the trailer thinking, holy fuck, this looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks stunning. Mothra in the water with the like, And with the, the wings and Claire shit. Claire de Lune, yeah. the first yeah. trailer. Yeah. That is, that is a, we talk about movie trailers in the past. That's Bang a glorious a one. Yeah. Glorious. Yeah. What a fucking mislead. Um, and the problem is, 
it goes so hard on the monsters, which is understandable because again, people they literally say how many monsters they have at one point, and it's seventeen and counting. You're like, what? Yeah, who thought that was a good idea? How many are we going to develop? Maybe give them Three. like five, maybe double digits if you're pushing your luck. Yeah, I found seventeen to be far too many I, I think uh, even I, I say this now Tim will have the 300 monsters I don't think we see 17 on screen I think we don't even see no like no no not at all no you see like six maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. at tops there's some unnamed like oh it's that one that they never say the name mm. of and stuff yeah. in the background so uh, yeah my problem with this one is that it rushes into it real fucking fast and then it's breakneck speed the whole way through because uh, I'm not going to, really, it's not going to come across in the pitch here. Um, and then by the end of it, you go, I, I, nothing why happens happen? for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And then everything happens. Yeah. And somehow the film is two hours long. Yeah. So, shortly after the creature is born, a system malfunction leads Dr. Russell to test a device called the Orca uh, to communicate and subdue the kaiju. It's a frequency thing for alpha stuff. Like alpha waves just emanates a sound. They go, oh, that's a thing I respect. <laughs> and yet it has tiny speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and the monster that can, goes... That, that can be heard around, around the, the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special frequency, Tim. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the science of it because it's, no, it's, <laughs> it's stupid. Godzilla film. Yeah. These things but shouldn't be able to literally walk around, let alone... So, yes. Then a group of eco-terrorists arrive. <sighs> Let's leave that for a second. They attack the monarch scientists, shoot one in the face. They do, yeah. yeah, yeah. And kidnap Emma and Maddie. Mm. They shoot They shoot the science teacher from Stranger Things. Yes. Because yes. we didn't have enough associations nope. with it in this yeah. film. In the face. Now, I may, I will be, I'm highly into the in the face because later on we're going to try and redeem these people, sort of. Um, also, Mothra's there, then the scene stops, and Mothra isn't there anymore. It's not really clear if they nicked yeah. him or not, or what happened her, I should say, it, but it's like oh, cool, right yep. a committee is held to ascertain if Monarch should fall under military rule, that's a fairly normal sort of godzillary kind of thing to do, I sure. yeah, that's fine yeah. we then see Mark Russell documenting okay, okay, we then see Mark Russell documenting wolves before he is picked up by Monarch hey Matt, can I, can I chip in with one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie is it alpha shit? It's the whole alpha shit. It's the alpha shit. <laughs> it's not a thing. Not a thing. Hey, no. by the way, folks, alpha males and all that bollocks, not a thing. Not the thing. guy yeah. that did the study realized it wasn't a thing. Yep. Cancelled his own thing and was like, turns was it, out yeah, I got it all wrong. Captivity or something? Yes, in captivity, yeah, yep, Rather yep. than wild wolves. Yep. And, yeah. Bunch of nonsense. I, I was totally wrong. I saw wolves in captivity. Please disregard my findings. And everybody was like, cool. So I'm an alpha male. You're a sigma male. <laughs> we def now define our you're internet identity. Uh, yeah. But you're a beta. I think we're all gamma males here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's all round. <sighs> so he's documenting wolves to highlight the alpha thing. Oh, I hate you can it just so much. say like a dominant species in nature and science, and we don't understand. What, but the, the alpha phrase is used a lot. Mm. You could just go with like the king of the food chain, the king it's of the, the biggest yeah. thing, monsters, yeah. king of the yeah, like the animal kingdom, the lion in the jungle, anything yeah. that's not humans are the top of the food alpha, chain. Ignoring the fact that we're they're the not the same fucking species, so that doesn't yeah. make sense. No, even though they sort of imply that they are with the orca stuff, like. Once you get big enough, you were... We're going to get to this. We'll get to this because we have to curtail Jack over here. So, wolves. 
I hate this we've, we've got a lava so far and wolves and Jack's already off yeah. on one. We got a, I get a, it. A pupa and some wolves. That's, <laughs> all you, that's all you need for a good night out. Yeah. So he's picked up by Monarch and informed about what has happened to his wife and daughter at the facility uh, beneath an oil rig in Bermuda. Because Monarch's got a load of weird like fucking James Bond bases around the world. Fair enough. They're containment they units they for do. big monsters. I'm actually okay with it. Fine. They're studying the big old Muto head because... Sure. Uh... These are actually, by the way, three separate exposition scenes. It goes on for a bit. It does. It is. Meanwhile, the terrorists, led by Army Colonel Alan Jonah, uh, which is Charles Dance, mm. uh, arrive at a monarch outpost in Antarctica. And they go, kill all those motherfuckers as well. Yep. And then it's revealed that Jonah plans to unleash a three-headed titan trapped in the ice, codenamed Monster, Monster Zero. Zero. Which sounds like a fucking Japanese JRPG. It does. You'd be Monster Hunter Zero, I think, is a thing. That's definitely a thing, yeah. yeah. Monarch then tracked Godzilla because he rocks up to the oil rig and just gives him a jump scare for some reason. Um, and then to all the way to Antarctica. It's like, oh no, he's going to Antarctica. What's in Antarctica? What's in Antarctica, guys? And uh, Bradley Whitford's in here just doing some good comic levity. Yeah. He no. feels really weirdly cast because he feels like a role that like Seth Green should be playing. Yeah. And you've got Tim, you better have cast Seth Green in your Godzilla. <laughs> uh, right it's now. very Mass Effect in that regard. Um yeah, and you've got fucking Bradley Whitford doing it. Yeah. He he he's I, I think someone saw um Cabin in the Woods and got the wrong idea. Yeah. <laughs> and went yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like no, because he feels like he's a bit too irreverent. But for some reason, I still enjoy him as an actor. So I'm like, yeah, he works. Oh, he's 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 great performer. It just feels weird, like yeah. like he's a guy who can have a lot of like gravitas, and yeah. they use him as the kind of snarky, yeah. like I'm gonna make a funny Quippy comment about yeah. everything. I, I I think in every review for every one of these movies, I'm like, these are spectacular thespians who are given so little to work with yeah. in every one of these films. Anyway. So, uh, they track Godzilla to Antarctica just as Monster Zero, also known later as King Ghidorah, or just Ghidorah, is released. Shit, son! <laughs> I I'll get to lot of that in a second. Uh, there's also a bit where it's alluded to that Madison is being subjected to sort of hypnotic influence by her mother, but then it turns out that isn't the case, and it's done. Yeah, that yeah. is so weird in this film. I'm like, oh, Again. alpha waves and like su suggestions. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, she's Madison. using like infrasound like, oh. to like yeah. do something. And she's, again, sort of implied to have maybe psychic powers, sort of. Sure. Not really, because she's 11 from Stranger Things. And so she has yeah, like, it's arbitrary like, oh, powers. Yeah, like, okay. we've got to keep yep. her around the kaijus. She's got, like, she got to do the thing with her hand where she mm, stares and nosebleed. looks at stuff and then nosebleed and... Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Nothing's actually happening, but I look really intense. This this film definitely has like this was rewritten while Stranger we Things were was happening. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Energy. But they they watch Stranger Things. And I'm like, oh oh all oh, right. She <laughs> needs to be slightly psychic. Yeah, all right. Ah, right. uh, they got the twin thing, and we'll get to that later. Anyway, oh, the God, two kaiju yeah. fight. Godzilla gets his ass kicked by Ghidorah. He does. He does. Which he I'm not fun with that. It's good. Yeah. 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 I and, like Ghidorah's uh, lightning attacks. They look cool. Lightning attacks are great. I like the three heads of different personalities sort of thing. That's sort of cool. I wish they had more personality, but yes. It would be nice. Yeah. I like the cartoon version where the third head's a dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and a bunch of people die in very unclear scenes. It's frustrating. Yes. Like, like You're like, oh, oh yeah, some people died. Oh, some Monarch employees died. Wait, 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 wait. Did, did Vivian Graham just die? 
one of the main characters from the first film. What the fuck is happening here? Yeah. A lot of that stuff I wish we had not only like more people to care about, not more people, but people that we cared about. Sure. And I seeing all this like, oh, it's that guy, and oh, it's her from that thing, and I recognize that guy. I assume, well, they're there to be killed off, right? Except a bunch of them also survive. Spoilers for the yeah. end of the reading. I was like, oh, they're just going to murderize all these people because we've barely brought back anybody from the first film, so who cares? And then they kill people essentially off screen with no cool, like, mm. like Ghidorah does like a little beam and like shoots a couple of buildings. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But he doesn't vaporize like the actual people, like named characters it's, or anything. It's we the classic problem of like cool in the moments. first film, the, the Mutos and Godzilla aren't actively killing single individual humans. They're wrecking shop and it's because yeah. they're natural disasters is what they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're too, they're kind of too large to, like you can maybe get away with it like once or twice that yes. they would like. And that's why Brian Cranston's character dies. And also to be fair, Juliet Binoche's character dies not because they're actively being targeted individually, but mm. because in the rubble of humanity and all things. So when you've got this giant, unfathomably huge beast keeling its head down to have a little look in the window, going, hello, yeah. hello, I'm going to bite you. It's like, that's dumb. Yep. That's really dumb. Yep. Uh, it should be an inadvertent. We're in the cross, in in the uh, the path of the destruction. It you know? shot an indestructible beam of lightning energy across the city and cut the building yeah. in half and tough mm. shit. They all died. One one monster chasing a single then. person makes no sense. Mm. And this film does it a few times. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> fucks me off. The monsters really care about humans for some reason. Plot characters to yeah. the detriment. I'll of tell its you film. what. If King Ghidorah came out, fucking yellow lightning everywhere. And in that moment, a plane, a helicopter crashed. And inside was Brian Cranston's character because he'd like survived the entire first movie. <laughs> that would may that would actually impact the audience. Like, no, no, that's Brian Cranston, hero of the first film. No, sort of. No, no. I mean, like, if he lived long enough, uh, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, and the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we don't. Know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Aaron Taylor Johnson was in like bring one back, of those buildings. Bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson. Sure. Obviously, they, like I said, they still couldn't have more stuff. But yeah. if they had done, and he was doing his military bollocks, and he was like. Cool, we did a halo jump last time. We're going to do this stuff. Everybody, and just yeah. mush the whole thing. Chewie! Yeah. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Out, he, was in, he, was in, he was in a different identical helicopter the, the it whole time. It was a different Ghidorah. So, uh, from, uh, yeah, so the fight basically ends up with a bit of a, a stalemate, and Ghidorah flies off, and Godzilla just falls down. From a bunker in Boston. <laughs> That's a sentence. Emma reveals... Okay, so this is where we get a bit tricky. Emma reveals she is with the terrorists no. and plans on releasing all the kaiju to supersede humanity as the dominant species and allow Earth to heal. Right. She does <laughs> She does a Thanos. She The same does. year yeah. as Endgame. Now, here's the thing. Madison is aware of the plan at times in this film. Yep. And not at other yes. times. Yep. It's like... Is this what this is for, Mum? You told me this. I'm like, I thought you had no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Jonah shot that man in the face. She has a, <laughs> she has a big freak out moment. And then the next scene is like, oh, but you said it was all fine. Like, didn't you just. Your mum's a murdering terrorist. <laughs> Why yeah. are you not losing your these shit? Are colleagues and friends. Yeah. That killing. You probably grew up around these people. Like, what? Is, what? Yeah. And if you're being. Uh, like uh, controlled by you know telepathy, what like mm, a suggestion? Telepathic moth, get out style, like fucking 
sync. Yeah. You know, if it's that, then you're like, ah, nope. I mean, even, yeah, even Emma's motivations are incredibly inconsistent because she's like, at a certain point, she's like, oh, I've changed my mind. Lots of people are going to die. It's like, lots of people are going to die anyway. You were waking up monsters. Yeah, it's it's the whole everyone might die. Just absolutely yeah. wipe you, you are, off the face you, of the earth. Yeah, your a plan was a dieback plan. It yeah. was let's yeah. reduce the humanity to a manageable scale and let yes. the environment recover. And her whole thing was like, that. don't worry, there'll be enough bunkers if you get to them as fast as you can. It's like, oh, that is that is very self-preservation arrogance. That's, that's really that's real logic. millionaires yes. buying their bunkers in mm-hmm. New Zealand for yes. when the ocean rises and kills all the pores. Yeah. yeah. It's the it's the it's the richest get a seat on a rocket and then you're like well, who's going to build all the stuff I don't know not me yeah, yeah because the eco warriors are rich liberals am I right guys uh, guys yeah yeah sure we're fighting the liberal elite right everybody so <sighs> allowing the earth to heal and again I, I I still maintain that if you did the day the earth stood still with Keanu Reeves not as a uh, remake but a sequel featuring Godzilla. Featuring <laughs> Godzilla. Well, but Katsu comes back and said, I told you. Yeah. If you didn't stop mm. this, we would take the planet from you. Now we're doing it. Mm. You were you stopped sort of warring for a little while in the extent you yeah. have, and now you're killing the planet. Now you're fucking up in a whole different way. Yeah. We're we're done. You're done here. Yeah. You're done. And that's great. That makes sense. Same thing here, where it's like, I get what you're saying, but you've made it so unreasonable that it, it defies logic, even though it's correct. Anyway, moving on. It would also work better if she was just a, if she never second guessed and was just a straight up zealot. Oh, yeah. She was a mad scientist, essentially, and was just like, yes, this is the correct. I've, I've worked out how many people uh, will die. I'm on board with it. The I've scientists, done the math. fuck them all. Yeah, yeah, the scientists from Day of the Dead. Yeah. I had to experiment on your men. Yeah. yeah I had to get yeah. the fresh meat for yeah. The fact that she gets cold feet, you're just like, had you not thought this through? Yeah, it means it's Like, you stupid. are incredibly far into your plan yeah. to. Suddenly, you get to step eight out of ten, you're like, hold on a second. You, you yeah. lost... Ten means we all die. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You lost your son and thought, we need more of this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I say, yeah. That's, that's like, a very good yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, and again, Millie Bobby Brown says, what would Andrew think? I like, mean, I don't give a fuck. I don't in, know who this character is. In a way, it kind of is a perfect metaphor mm. because it's like, she's, she's like, Yes, it's fine. All of these people could die. The Earth will get back to it's. It's kind of eco-fascism because yes, it's that's like true. that. That's true. Yeah. Everyone could die, and and the Earth will get back to normal. It's like, what if your daughter's one of those people? <gasps> Someone I know. We must put a stop to this. Yeah. I mean, that, that, um, is, that is literally. <clears throat> but that doesn't feel intentional because they no, try and redeem no. her. Yeah. That's the problem. We'll get to later. It's the same sort of thing we have now, whereby there's huge cost of living crisis in America and Britain, mm. all over Europe, and stuff like that. And people are like, it's fine. It's fine. You will be affected. The petrol prices are going through mm. the roof. I am affected. <laughs> this is an outrage. It's like, yeah. oh, here we fucking go. Yeah, the film is not about her being a massive hypocrite. No. Because it tries to redeem, like I said, it tries to redeem her It does, end. yeah. Um, so Emma and Jonah shut down a Mexican containment unit releasing Rodan, big fiery bird boy. He's way more bird than Pterodon that I expected. Because ah. apparently when designing this Rodan, they were specifically told not to look at pterodons and tyrannosaurs and stuff. Uh, pterosaurs and stuff. And they were like, go more birdie. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Weird. Sure. 
I always picture him as a big like pterodactyl motherfucker for some reason. Yeah, they they he's yeah. way more birdie. Yeah, I know that they they like change his whole like body structure from yes. what it normally is in yep. in the previous yeah. films. I don't know if that's to try and link it into old uh again central and and north american maybe mythology. maybe uh, it feels like Who they're knows? just doing that thing of like we've got to make the biology realistic it's like, there's yeah, no way maybe. these motherfuckers are realistic they're maybe 300 foot tall you know what we need godzilla to be thick as fuck i do like a thick just, godzilla. Just i like it i love it i'm all he's about a big that. blubbery I'm, boy i'm all about that big booty he's, big, he's bad booty daddy big kaiju booty yeah. yeah gorilla meets whale is what he's supposed to be so yeah Blubber all around. Yep. Okay, here we go. So, um. People will describe me that way too. <laughs> <laughs> Rodan's ready and released. Uh, Moloch attack Rodan to lure it away, but Ghidorah arrives and the two fight in a big cloud. It's brief. It's lots of smoke and ash and cloud because. Yeah. Because yeah. vol- volcanoes and some stuff. Really Godzilla, pretty shots, though. Godzilla yeah. makes. No. Uh, Ghidorah makes storms. Mm-hmm. Rodan has like a ash cloud. Ash cloud. Ash bomb. Yeah. But toxic fart yep. attack. It's it's a lot of dust mm. and particles. Yeah, like like the end of Wonder Woman, where it's just a bunch of ash and smoke and yeah. <laughs> all the DC movies. Like a big CGI fucking ash and smoke. It, Cover all the bad CGI with ash and smoke. You'll be fine. It, it can and be. And Thulis incredi- is in there yelling. Yeah, yeah. It can be incredibly pretty though. Oh yeah. That's the thing. I, yeah. I, I think there's some shots of this that are genuinely yeah, stunning. There's, there's yeah, there's a couple of moments. Tim Tim from kind of funny described it as um, mm. full of wallpaper shots you would have in your desktop if you were 15 years old. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So, um, they they fight, as I said. Uh, then there's some stuff with two planes docking and manually opening a door. It doesn't matter. Nope. It does, no. doesn't matter at all. But then Godzilla rocks up and it's, rips off one of the door's heads. we got to give Kyle Chandler something to do. <laughs> yeah. Do we, though? Fix a door. It's like, we've got enough time in this film and the budget's like, well, we're running out of money. It's like, then just Put it on the bit that matters. Because I know what we're trying to do here, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. so as I, I said... Again, like, Carl mm. Chandler's character, Mark, it's Mark, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Mark Russell, which is also the name of a comic book writer, I believe. Yes. There are so many first names and surnames in this movie. Yeah. He's just, a, like, the best at everything. And He's it's action brilliant. dad. He's action dad, he yeah. Is, yeah. Again, this is the backlash to, like... Um, People complaining about Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, whose name I literally can't remember. Ford. He's, exactly. Ford, fuck. Ford right Brody. Off. <laughs> 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 like dirt in my mouth. Uh, Ford. Fancy, fancy riding my Ford Brody? It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the new Ford Brody. Like dirt the, in your mouth. The family wagon. Yeah. Uh, ter- terrible, but it's got a huge penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. He was so one note. Let's give all of the notes to Carl Chandler. It's like he walks yeah. into a room full of military people and he's like, "So, here's what we're doing, military people." And everybody goes, "Yes, sir." And who the fuck are you? When you're a fucking science teacher or something? Yeah. So uh, we need to fix this physics problem. Here's how you fix the problem. How do you know? He's an how, animal. He's an you action better kill dad. Him. No, yeah. you gotta chase him. No, god damn it! You respect him. What the it, fuck are you it, doing? It feels like he should just be turning to the when they're like, "Who the hell do you think you are?" He's like, turn to them and go, "I'm the protagonist, damn it!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the president of the United States. Are you? Might as well fucking be. Yeah, he just has like all-knowing mega powers of just like he's somehow he's the smartest guy in every room he walks into, and sure. knows more about things than the experts hey, in the room do. He took photographs of wolves. You piece of shit. He knows everything. God, he's so like, oh, yeah. He feels so Republican <laughs> and gross. So, 
Godzilla rocks up, as I said, and he rips off one of Ghidorah's heads. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, so Godzilla's like, you know, had his ass handed to him, but he's like, no, fuck this. I'm a, I'm a, I mess up that dragon. Uh, Stans, who I didn't mention at all, he's in the first film. Um, oh yeah, it's David Tran. It is, and he does, uh, he does a decent performance because mm. he's just a good actor. But again, it doesn't much to do with. He is a naval commander for the first film. Uh, sort of reluctant understanding how Monarch works, but like, you know, my hands are tied. I'm in the military. It's how it is. He's kind of roads in a weird way to 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 Monarch's Iron Man. It's like, <laughs> dude, I'm bound yeah. by military code. I can't stop you, but you, I, I have to do this. Whatever. Yeah, he starts out a bit more hawkish, and then by the end is like, kind of, uh, Serizawa's kind of mm. convinced him that like. No, Godzilla is the answer. He's not. Yes. He's not the problem. But yeah, but his hands are tied. Mm. So anyway, Stan stands up and explains that a weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer, and they make the mm-hmm. first film, although they don't actually use the Oxygen Destroyer as it, it works, but there we go, yeah. has been launched. It's already on there. Fuck. Mm. During the fight, the only thing it takes out is Godzilla as Ghidorah survives and regrows its missing head. Uh, as a result, of Godzilla's seeming demise, other titans awaken around the world because now the alpha apex predator that is Godzilla is dead and or missing, I guess. There is no balance and it's been replaced by this new new golden three-headed dragon who's screaming, motherfucking tribute to me, pieces <laughs> of shit. And Rodan immediately goes, yes, my lad. Yes, Megatron. Um, the Starscream that he is. Uh, I wish Rodan could talk. None of the others should talk, but Rodan should just talk Rodan. and just be Starscream. That would yeah. be great. I'm in charge now! <laughs> yeah. oh, this is bad comedy, Starscream! Is that Ghidorah? Ghidorah no, it's Megatron. Go- Megatron oh. turns up. Oh, just <laughs> Tim? Transformers crossover? No. Oh. Teasing the pitch. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, Mothra's Meanwhile. Chrysalis pod hatches... Okay. Yep. And a giant moth is revealed. Dr. Irene Chen. Right. We haven't talked about the twins. One of the Chinese twins. Yeah, we'll go back to that in a second. Um, She gives some backstory. From the Mothra Island. From the original Mothra movie in the 60s. We're going to... I'm going to get to that. Canon, I guess. Yep. So, fuck. She gives (laughs) some backstory on Ghidorah. Ghidorah, Explain that he's actually an alien. (laughs) Yep. This is the thing. They came to Earth, and Godzilla is the clashing alpha predators. They're both these two, like, dominant species. But because Godzilla uh, is reigning Earth and keeping everyone in line, and Ghidorah turns up and like, I'm a terraform this fucking planet, and Godzilla's like, the, the hell you will get in the get ice. off my lawn, get off my lawn, get off my plane. <laughs> the Harrison Ford of kaiju's to the he Gary is. Oldman of oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. That's one good. big yeah, picture Godzilla metaphor. going, Where's my wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Mothra. Ghidorah with a Russian accent. Oh, yeah, Mothra, yeah, yeah, Mothra is the one. It wife. wasn't me. It was a one armed Rodan. <laughs> <laughs> a one winged Rodan. Love it. Tim, you've got the pitch. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, then Chen also references that she is one of many generations of twins, <sighs> which is a nod for Kaiju fans. Uh, so. Mothra is just its own standalone film until they decided to cross over with Godzilla. Mm. And the whole thing about Mothra is there's an island of twin girls. Like, called like Hello! Infinite Island or Infant Island yeah, or something. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, it's... It, it, and for some but reason, they, the twins are already part of it. Always. And they're all... And they're psychically connected to the moth and it's a whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Which, they're like fairies, aren't they? Yes, kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really... It's so fun. Like, 
because they don't ever put the twins in the same place in this film. Nope. So it just looks like the character has teleported mm-hmm. from one place yeah. to the other. When I first saw the film, I mean, I knew it was going with the whole twin shit, but I was like, why is this character growing a hair? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Now I see. Mm. It's the twin thing. Are they going to do anything with this? No. No, they're not. Okay. So anyway, as we were saying, the military unite with Monarch. Sure. And both them and the terrorists, respectively, realize that Ghidorah isn't healing Earth, it's terraforming it. I made a terrible mistake. Oh, no. To which Jonah just says, long live the king. Oh, well, never mind. I told you when you came to me with this plan, I was going to burn the Earth. Turns out I didn't give a fuck what type of thing it was. No, I wanted to heal the Earth. Don't care. Wow. I said burn the (laughs) Earth and fuck you all. Yeah. What's your motivation, Jonah? Don't have one. Long live the king. I'm an eco-terrorist. Mm. Yeah, that's my motivation. I'm an ex-military. Yeah. But now I love the environment, mm. but also fuck the earth. Yes. Humans have done terrible things and I want to destroy them. Also, sure. maybe I'm hypnotized by an alien, but... Maybe. You know. Maybe I'm an older Tom Hiddleston who's just got too jaded. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. Now watch this post credit scene that sets me up as the villain of the next film oh, and then I disappear. <laughs> So, Emma plans to use the Orca device to lure Ghidorah to Boston. Well, she doesn't plan to. She talks about it, and Madison overhears it. Yeah, it's like a deliberately... It seems like she's deliberately doing it where Madison can overhear. Because, you know, the fate of this stuff should rely on an 11-year-old girl. Yes, in Fenway Park. 14-year-old girl. I don't know. Child. A child. A child. Um, Or or if, if you're Japan... Get in the robot, child. You have to fight this thing now. Get in the robot, Millie. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Mark leaves Monarch to go find Madison. It's dumb. But he doesn't get a chance to because Mothra turns up. He's just like, I gotta go find my daughter. Then Mothra's here. And he's like, back at the control room again. I'm like, hello. Anyway, she's, uh, Mothra turns up, all resplendent and shit, uh, singing out to Godzilla. You know, just... And then they're like, oh, do they t- do they get it on? It's like, well, Can I just say we nailed that. We did. All three of us just mm. nailed the little psychic noise. link. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, too are fairies from Infant Island. Ah. I mean, we, we live on an island, dudes. Full of babies. <laughs> Full of babies. <laughs> my father's a twin. My sister's a twin. I'm not a twin, as far as I'm aware. Any Got twins? no twins in my family. Uh, I, I might be the evil twin quite easily. That mm. makes sense. Anyway. Um, Monarch track the frequency and travel to an ancient city submerged under the sea. Atlantis? Sure. I guess. Semi-confirming a hollow earth theory in the process. They mm. Bradley Whitford bangs on hollow earth. There's also <clears> a, <throat> a predator pyramid down there. Yep. <laughs> there is. There's an alien queen down there somewhere. Anyway. There's another kaiju, I guess, but she's only like 20 feet tall, so she feels very underwhelming compared to all the other ones. Yeah. A, ki- a kaijet. Yes. <laughs> They say like, oh god, this is like Egyptian Rome. It's like, no, it's much older than that. It's like, okay. They do the Alien versus Predator Requiem thing of like, or oh, the Alien versus Predator thing actually the from the first movie where it's like, oh, there's so many different things. It's older than all of them. Like, you see it for five seconds underwater. I don't know how you know that. How the fuck can you tell? That means nothing. You got carbon dating. It's, it's Aztec and Mayan, but older. You don't. How? Who are the what? people? What people? What? What do you just say? Atlantis. It's fine. Shut your submarine Ancient mouth. aliens. Like <laughs> yeah. whatever. Anyway, they build a big like plinth sort of pedestal to where Godzilla is sleeping. 
He's he's healing from the radiation. He's intense radiation thing. Yeah. They can't go closer because it's too intense. Uh, so they decide, you know what Godzilla needs? He needs nuclear power. And you're like, fair enough. I understand that. The oxygen destroyed didn't actually destroy any fucking oxygen. It just mm. whatever. I mean, the first in the 1954 original, it turns him into a skeleton. So yeah. you know, this one it just knocks him out, kills a lot of fish. Anyway, they revive Godzilla with a huge nuclear blast to his face. Like, uh, one that kills Serizawa. I was going to say, Serizawa sacrifices himself in a big, like... Mm. Yeah. Genuinely good acting from Ken Watanabe. Because Watanabe is Watanabe's Watanabe's amazing. He's fucking great. Yeah. And he's, like, too good for this movie. So, uh, it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the nuclearly fused to Godzilla's snout. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Can't get this thing off my face. What is it? It's fused Sarazawa. <laughs> um, anyway, Monarch Ghidorah and the revived Godzilla all arrive in Boston. He's charged in Super, that juice. Supercharged, yeah. Yeah, to quote Whitford. Sarazawa's got him charged. It's like, that guy's dead, dude. I fucking hated the bit where Bradley Whitford was like, oh, I it's Dr. Sarazawa. I love it when he says, let them fight. It's like, A, you weren't there when he said it in the first film. Nope. And B, why would he ever have said that again? I, I, li- I like the idea that people just like sit down for dinner and he's like, oh, does anybody want to say grace? Mm. Let them fight. <laughs> or uh, he, just, he just sees two blokes in the street brawling yeah, 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 and he's yeah, like, yeah. Mm. let should we, them should fight. We call, should we call the cops? Mm. Let them fight. <laughs> Got old Sarah Zawa just letting people fight. Big UFC fan, it turns out. Just... <laughs> I'm just Googling porn online. Fucking loves ice hockey. Yeah. <laughs> just, just UFC That was spot. a foul. <laughs> Disqualify that man. Mm, mm, let, let them, them fight. fight. <laughs> there are supercuts of that, by the way. Ladies, 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 we, we can settle this argument logically. Please, please, please yes. stop. <laughs> let, fucking let them fight. Let them yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Just marathoning real housewives shows. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, they arrive in Boston all of them at the same time and it's like we're going to fight with him this time they don't help uh, they're lured by Emma's orca signal that Madison's given off from Fenway Park for a few reasons yep uh, then can... <sighs> Ghidorah <laughs> finds it looks in a window with his one like Ugh. and he literally she steps into the next room and he obliterates the building yep. yes she dodges it yeah and suffers no ill consequence uh, uh... I hate it Anyway, I think her hair gets mussed up. Oh, right. yeah. She gets out in the rain, and for some reason, he's still tracking her like, I'm going to eat you, mm, as yeah. if it matters. And obviously, I know it's the pulse, the beacon that drives Is the that the doofus out. head? Is that what we've worked out here? That's ah, the middle yeah. of the spiteful one. Yeah. Anyway, um, but either way, <laughs> as he's about to do it, Deus Ex Godzilla, um, or Godzilla Ex Machina, I guess. Mm. Uh, and it's like, you know, the whole atomic breath, the, the, the uh, Ghidorah keenly avoided with his you know snake-like mm. neck perfectly which like oh my god this one slow beam attack that i have can't be rival oh no no it's fine aim for the mass in the middle mm. yeah. problem solved suck on you anyway they fight um <laughs> while the three-headed alien gets the upper hand mothra intervenes uh ish ish then rodan turns up also intervenes ish yeah uh and then Ro- Mothra sacrifices herself so she can be turned to dust and get all in like the craggy bits of Godzilla, which makes him all hot. Um, Emma then. I sac- hate that sentence so much. 
Emma then sacrifices herself to allow Mark and Madison to get to safety. So she's like, oh, we hang on, we need to rewire the machine, the alpha pulse thing for some mm. reason to distract them long enough so they can get away in the car. Because Madison went home. I'm not gonna get into it. It doesn't actually fucking matter. Mm. But then she's like, oh, I should get on the, the helicopter with them. Now nah, I'm good. And then she drives off. Mom, mom! Remember that guy I had shot in the face? Oh yeah, you know, you're a monster. <laughs> now you feel like you feel bad about it. I don't want you redeemed. Fuck you. Anyway, so she drives off. And again, Ghidorah chases her. And then again, there's a Long of the King moment. Mm, I yeah. think the second one. Uh, she just dies ambiguously off screen through rubble, I guess. Yeah. I don't really see it. I can't. Say. Yeah. Whatever. I can't remember what she's even. Is she, she's got the machine. She's driving away. She's got the, the car driving and thing. Yeah. Drives over. Yeah, she falls the whole, out. Like the whole fact that because so the. They like. Go into this whole explanation of like, oh, we threw, we like, we th she th threw like human sound waves onto the machine as well. Mm. I and don't it, dislike that because like, it's a very oh. alien sound. So of course we're an we're an alpha mm. apex predator in ourselves. And like, sure, yeah. but not because of how we shout, because of our technology. Oh, yeah, human wave sound like. Fuck off! Oi, <laughs> oi! Fuck you, off! You, you big bastard! Come here! If you play the orca backwards, it's got a human shouting fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It's got some back things. I might have that from like Will's self. Satan uh, and destroy your record collection. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's so the idea Judas is that, that it's meant to like recreate another alpha monster so that most, which again, alpha is a stupid thing. So most of the, most of the, the, the Titans rea should react by like calming down because they're being submissive. Yes. But then, like, Godzilla and uh, Ghadira are, like, searching it out for a fight, essentially. Yes. So it's like, well, if it's expecting another big monster, why is it searching around for, like, should, shouldn't it get there, be looking around and be like, what the there's fuck? There's nothing, oh, there's no 300 foot tall thing. Yeah. It's not like the alpha yeah. is going to be six feet tall. No. Right? Yeah, it's, it is literally... A pair of Dobermans looking for I, a small cat. Yeah, you know. it's yeah, it, it or a mouse. Yeah, the 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 whole orca thing is so ridiculous on so many levels. Yeah, it's, it doesn't. It's, it's a Jaws reference as well. Yeah, it is a, great, don't care for that. brilliant. Thanks for fuck off. So Emma sacrifices herself to them to good safety. Godzilla enters a new powered state because he's really fucking roasty. He just does anime shit, man. This no, film, is, this no, film no. is very anime. He doesn't do enough anime shit. For no, me. No, 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 you're not going full Shin Godzilla. It, it he tries just, to go. Anime it tries shit. to. Go. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, he just arbitrarily powers up sometimes. You're like, yeah. oh, you've not seen my final form. That's a red version. Sure, yeah. burning Godzilla, as yeah. they call it. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. So uh, Godzilla enters a new power mode thanks to the Mothra and beats Ghidorah. All the monsters arrive and bow to the Alpha Predator. Ah, you get down there, bow to me. It's like, yeah, cool. For I am king of the monsters. Oh, well, I'm an emperor. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway, then there's a bunch of mid and post credit stuff about the Titans putting things back together. It's dumb. And a second Mothra egg. It's dumb. Yep. And things are moving to Skull Island. D dumb. And a cave painting of Kong and Godzilla locked in combat. Very dumb. Oh, and Jonah has the Ghidorah head that was ripped off in Mexico and does nothing with it until the next movie where he doesn't win anyway. Yeah, it shows up in the next movie with a completely different person. Yep. <laughs> Sarah's that was son in the yes. weird... Yep. Yeah, oh, fucking. We're hell. not talking about Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, there's yeah. a thing. There's a lot to like about Godzilla vs Kong because it goes, I don't care. We want to have some fun with this one, and it does have fun yeah. with it. The second one 
tries to have a good strong message like the first one arguably except like the first one it fumbles it but more so and it also tries to correct it's it's all course correction and it fumbles most of it for me yeah it's the like i said it's the backlash to the 2014 one like we're saying with avp to avp requiem i know i keep comparing these films but i'm finding a fair few parallels there of like oh you take it it's way too bright we we can't just keep seeing the fucking aliens and predators running around and stuff make it as dark as possible oh we didn't see enough monsters and big slam and action and craziness like just get big old monsters just smushing into each other the whole time with no real consequences or sense of scale or yeah. impact or anything let's just blow a load with a bunch of hero shots and stuff like we don't need godzilla when he comes out super powered to do the like big blast into the sky we know he's back we just saw him come back so bring him back into the fight he doesn't need to have a comeback and then another comeback. And then he does another like, but it's oh, I'm back, baby. We're like, yeah, we know. We saw you Do like you remember, 20 seconds the ago. The first film where he first arrives in San Francisco Bay and just his presence causes things to like drop out of the sky and yeah. ships like turn over because he's swimming near it. Yeah. But when he's like, hello, is it, what, what are you standing on right now? Shut up. And then he swims away. I, and yes i was gonna point that out and the boat's like completely static the, the submarine just stays where it is and the, the depth is of the sea drives me insane in these <laughs> movies yeah he just stands there blasting into the sky like 10 15 feet like his little ankles like <laughs> swishing around in the water and then he dives just swims away like there's a fucking shallow end of the ocean somewhere and he's like oh i was just uh, just hanging out in the little jacuzzi area i'll go to the deep end now it's like I guess there could you could have uh, the sand to dune or whatever. Sure, like, sure. There's some shelf that he stood on, and then he goes with the deep bits mm, or whatever. The like, submarine won't be able to on that bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just this arbitrary nonsense. That's just like we wanted a cool shot, so we put it in there without really thinking mm. about it. It's like his his secret yeah. ability is to be able to alter his buoyancy at will. So he can... <laughs> I, I love I love the idea that he's just like treading water underneath. Yeah, like, Too doing little. this big like. Ah! big anime style explosion thing and then yeah. just like a little swan like, like yeah, a little yeah, duck God, just, Godzilla's <laughs> very swan like in that like, yeah. very still on top lot of work going on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I think the part of the problem with this film which is somewhat unavoidable is that 2014 Godzilla very serious we're going to yes, take it very yes, seriously yes. everything's very dark we're going to shoot it on a human level which is a great idea but when your end point is Godzilla versus Kong you gotta a, go silly somewhere. At a certain yeah. point, you're gonna have to yeah. go silly. Like, I love in Godzilla versus Kong that Godzilla finds an axe that absorbs radiation to even the playing field. All the way around. Sorry, Kong, Kong finds yes, Kong yeah. finds an axe that, that yeah. absorbs radiation. Superpower the axe with the atomic breath. And yeah, and they fight mm -hmm. the Mega Godzilla. It's dumb, but I, monkey get axe. Monkey, mm, yeah. monkey, monkey, monkey fight lizard with axe. I remember yeah. that um, being in the trailers as well. Yeah. Like, he sh you see Godzilla shoot the thing and it's blocked. Yeah. And the camera pans around and it's Kong with the act. You're like, mm. oh, Kong's got a thing that can yeah. stop Godzilla's breath. Because yeah. you always say, like, obviously Godzilla's going to win. Just shoot yeah. the fucking monkey with didn't a big they, radioactive they, blast. And Didn't they give him electric powers in the original? Yeah. Godzilla kind of, versus yeah. Kong. Yeah. yeah. Was, there was a lot of weird shit in the. In yeah. The, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it's got to get silly at some point. Yes. And. I one of the reasons that I like Kong Skull Island is that it feels in a slightly heightened reality. Agreed. Like it's not just that there's a big a very very big monkey. Um it's the fucking 
We've got big uh, spiders and everything there's, else. There's, well. there's, there's, uh, a, there's uh, other creatures. Oh, there's big spiders. And also... It's a small island. How are there many big <laughs> monsters on it? <laughs> there's also John C. Riley being big fucking... personality. Dr. Steve Brule I still with his Akira jacket on. Uh, t- Tim's, Tim's nailed this because I still remember the opening scene of Kong Scar and thinking this is fantastic. I thought to myself, Brule has described... <laughs> fucking John C. Riley's character described such a great film for me. I would have loved Kong Sky Island if it was these two pilots on opposing sides of a war who mm. couldn't talk to each other, having to survive with this giant fucking monkey <laughs> and go, oh God. And the fact that they talk about, oh, he's dead now. Yeah, crazy times. We had real problems. Never spoke words to each other. We don't understand things, but we respected Kong. He's like, I wanted to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people would have wanted to see it, but you know, maybe people come to get them and they're like trying to get, I, I think mm. there's so many interesting things you could have done yeah. there. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. Like you could take this in so many different directions because again, we don't know what Tim's pitch is. We're going in completely oh, yeah, no idea. No idea. We don't know if Tim is like setting up Godzilla versus Kong or going to do his own version of Godzilla versus Kong or completely bend the whole thing and we have no idea. I'm fascinated. But there are so many different possibilities, even with Kong Skull Island, even with the 2014 Godzilla that could have made this whole universe more interesting and making it more, like you said, interesting human stories rather than just like, oh, they're in the background and oh no, they're very in the foreground now and you learn Mm. about this whole fucking family that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Nobody cares about the humans, like, they make me care about them. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's In a good, well-written way. It, yeah. yeah, it's trying to do too many things at the same time because it's yeah. trying to be a big Monster Mash movie, but then it's also going, hey, here's this family unit that you'll care about. And it's like... Yeah. But also you've made... Made one of them the arch-villain of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. One of them is a One of them so loser. ridiculously competent that he does. He just feels... Yeah. Yeah. And one of them is Eleven from Stranger Things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's 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 incredibly irritating because every time Godzilla is rebooted or readdressed, we always have this slide. It goes from, this is a serious message piece. Godzilla is not your friend. Mm. We are going to get death and carnage and destruction. And then two films later, he's doing a dance. Smashy, smashy, smashy. Yeah. <laughs> he's going... <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And some people go, brilliant. I'm glad we're finally here. Other mm. people go, and I'm checking out. Thank you very much. I'm mm. the second person. It is, it is give always... Me, give me Shin Godzilla, not yeah. any of the nonsense. Shin Godzilla 2, whatever that might look like. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the well, point. That, that was one of your... Uh, it was my... That was your pick for unequal sequels. It was, you? and yeah. I kept your it dark. Dream sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way, and it kind of makes sense, because in some ways, these monster films are horror movies. They're just kind of unconventional horror movies yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely it's the same problem that you have with like a jason or a freddy is that by the time you get to the third or fourth film they have become the protagonist mm-hmm. and therefore yep they start becoming like wacky and friendly and then like there's oh it's like there's an even more evil thing for them to fight or yep. whatever whereas you need them to be more of the mad max thing where it's like yeah mad max is there but like, he's not really like furios is the hero of that piece mm. max is just kind yep. of present to kill a few dudes and drive a truck occasionally but like he's just this wandering force of nature that's not particularly good not particularly evil oh sometimes he's good and he'll take the right side and like help people out when they need it and stuff and like he's saving like women from being murdered and raped and all that kind of stuff sure and he's got his own interests (laughs) yeah exactly you have godzilla 
or and Kong for that matter be that kind of thing what you mentioned there Matt of like having the the two pilots and Kong is the background Kong is the setting almost the Skull Island yeah. thing is the setting for this story oh by the way there's a hundred foot tall ape around the corner you know like you could kind of do a similar thing to the 2014 Godzilla and start it off in a very like normal like human story for the first like 20 minutes and then yeah. do a little tease and then another 20 minutes and then do a little tease mm. don't don't literally retread the 2014 self I think because that like I said that alienated so many people mm. but there's a balance there I think you can really strike with telling the interesting human stories and not having Godzilla being like I got you humans <laughs> yeah. God bless America am I right lads I got it USA I stopped 9-11 I mean I tried to <laughs> I, I thought about I mean I, I've, I've destroyed I'm, San Francisco. I mean, I've I've wiped. I've, this is way worse than 9/11. Hey, but but, but everywhere life, they right? went, they made gardens. Exactly. That's the thing they put in, in God's uh, King of the Monsters. Were like, but but seriously, everywhere there's been fighting. The radiation means that the Earth has been growing back healthier. And like, that's not how radiation. Uh, sure. Do you it's mean a wasteland, a fallout of, zone of six-legged dogs? Yeah. Because that's what you're gonna <laughs> Three-eyed get. Three-eyed fish. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna fix it now. Tim's gonna fix it now. I'm very curious to see where this is gonna go. I, I basically Tim and I um had a conversation um and Tim said Matt can I trade you Godzilla for the film I'm fi- fixing next episode and I went uh yeah all right and the second it went out of my hands I went why did I, why did I do that <laughs> so uh I'm very very curious I'm very excited me too me three ooh listeners I bet you're a lot like me. I bet you struggle to get enough vitamins and nutrients in your daily diet. Luckily, there is a new solution. Athletic Greens, which is today's sponsor. You could start taking AG1 because you don't have the prep time just like me. Because you want better gut health, you want more energy or an optimized immune system. Maybe you're going to use it because you want all four of those things, damn it. And AG1 delivers. Also. It's super healthy, but it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It's got a mild tropical taste that people actually look forward to in the morning. So what is AG1? With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. We all know we're not getting enough adaptogens. This will help you start your day right with a special blend of ingredients with a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits, supporting better sleep quality. Also, it's cheaper than getting one of these giant pills that you have to swallow down or even a handful of smaller pills. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition in just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving our listeners a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. That's athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Just picture a Godzilla emerging from the sea. Or That's how mo- powerful a emerging from the chrysalis. Thing. Exactly. That is how powerful you will feel with your daily dose of AG1. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance 
Today's episode is also sponsored by Audible. Audible has a library of thousands upon thousands of hours of audio content for your sweet, deserving ears. They've got podcasts, they've got audiobooks, they've got guided meditation and fitness, and all wonder of other content that you deserve to listen to. We always like to recommend a book when we're shilling for audible.com. And uh, this week, I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend the Kaiju Preservation Society. Oh, oh cool. Uh, this is by John Scalzi. Uh, it's his first standalone adventure since the conclusion of his New York Times bestselling Interdependency Trilogy. And you can find it on audible.com, narrated by Will Wheaton. I, say, I love me some John Scalzi. Ah. I love me some Will Wheaton narration. He narrates all of John Scalzi's. John Scalzi's. He narrates all of John Scalzi's books, and yeah, I mean, love Old Man's War, love Red Shirts, and Kaiju Preservation Society is delightful. Oh, cool. Mm. Uh, Kaiju Preservation Society is set in a uh, COVID-19-ridden New York City. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Because you wanted to get away from the world, why not listen to this? Because it came out like six weeks ago. <laughs> yep. Uh, and follows a, uh, a dead-end driver for food delivery apps. Uh, who uh, meets an old acquaintance working for, quote-unquote, an animal rights organisation, these damn eco-terrorists. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then kaijus get involved in the whole thing. Sweet. You can get the Kaiju Preservation Society for free or any other audiobook for free when you use our offer and go to audibletrial.com slash sequel and claim a month free membership of Audible and one free audiobook of your choice. May we recommend the Kaiju Preservation Society. You can get it for free, plus a month free, all on us, audibletrial.com slash sequel. Listen to your heart's content. Let's get ready to Rotten Tomato. <laughs> Gentlemen. I'm ready. The Monsterverse has four films. It yes, does. it does. I have four films for you. Yes. To tell me numbers about. Is it these four films? It's these, yeah, surprisingly, it's these four films. It's you're just arbitrarily picking other Godzilla movies yeah. from the other 25. Jesus. Yeah, no, it's, it's Police Academy's uh, three through six. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to them eventually. Yeah, uh, maybe, I uh, guess. Someone will ask us to. Yeah. Matt, I'm going to start with you. Okay. I'm going to punch some numbers straight into your face. Okay. Wow. Like a, bang, bang, bang. like a shotgun blast of athletic Like a shotgun blast. Like a shotgun blast. Ready, Tim? I'm ready. Okay. Godzilla 2014. 77. <clears throat> clack, clack. Kong Skull Island. 81. <clears throat> clack, clack. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. 39. <clears throat> clack, clack. Godzilla versus Kong. 62. <clears throat> clack, clack. Jack. Well, Matt is reloading. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. Let's come over to you. 2014's Godzilla. 83. Kong, Skull Island. 75. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. 44. And Godzilla vs. Kong. 66. So pretty much same ballpark. Similar-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners and fellow sequelizers, I have tabulated the results. Oh, tabulation is complete. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not going to say if we've got a winner. I'm not going to say who it was. 
We'll find oh, out at the on, end. Onto the pitch. I'm going to keep. Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. You don't get to know. Uh, no, I, I'm going to. I'm going to go through one at a time. And mm. Keep the suspense going. So if you can remember our numbers, you can work it out. But if you don't, then you've. No, I can tell you at the end. But you know, please yeah. do. All right. So, 2014's Godzilla. Yep. Matt said 77. Jack said 83. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Matt, you were one off, 76. Wow. Oh, shit. Well done, Matthew. With okay. 327 reviews. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, audiences, not quite so kind, 66. Jesus. Yeah, they're wrong. Godzilla Skull Island. Not Godzilla Skull Island. <gasps> I mean, Kong Skull Island. <clears throat> yes. Matt, you said 81. I did. Higher than your Godzilla review. I think people liked it. I wasn't one of them. Jack, you said 75. I did. Jack, you were spot on. Oh, oh wow. Nice. 392 reviews. Okay, okay. extra points for 75%. That. I mean, I own all of these fuckers on Blu-ray. So. <laughs> so a point lower than Godzilla. Yes. On Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Audiences liked it not as much as critics, but a little bit more than they did Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. 69%. Nice. Sure, sure. We come round to the, the, the one we're fixing. 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, no. Did we both pitch around 30s and 40s? Matt, you said 39. Jack, you said 44. So, yeah, basically the same sort of yeah, five yeah, yeah, ballpark, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like it 96. Was, <laughs> it was in between the two of you. <gasps> what? Oh, no. But, Jack, you were slightly closer. <sighs> 42%. Yes. Ah, goddamn. Yes. It's weird that we were that close. Yeah. Based on 349 reviews. That's a lot. As we got the fans doing really stupid shit. Yeah. Audiences. Oh, no. Tim's got a grin on his face. 83%. Fuck off. Absolutely not. That's the Jonathan Firth Clarks of the world right there. Oh, my God. You maniacs. Fucking you chaos. blew it up. Like chaos People rain. love bioacoustics. I don't know what I keep telling you guys. <laughs> Finally, Godzilla versus Kong. Matt, you said 62. I did. Jack, you said 66. Mm. Lowballed it this time. Oh. Also has seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. With again three hundred eighty five reviews, about the same know. number. What did the audience do? Audiences went fucking crazy for it. Yeah, and gave it ninety one percent off. Fuck, I, mean, I mean, it's fun, but Jesus. to be fair, to be the fair, the monkey and axe. That mm. is ninety one percent giving it a three out of five or higher. It, yeah, we have did to put this thing... in perspective. Yeah. That's, it's a very three out of five movie. It did know, the thing sense. that Tenet couldn't do, and it made people go, well, actually, I want to see something big and explodey. Yeah. Uh, I will also say that had dramatically less reviews than the three other films. I mean, yeah, a few people have seen the from, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah, so so Godzilla 2014 had 100,000 plus. Uh, Skull Island had 50,000 plus. King of the Monsters has 250,000 plus. Damn. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong only has 10,000 plus. Wow. Curious. So, interesting. And much smaller audience. But not yeah. proper cinema release. That makes sense. So Kong Skull Island and Godzilla versus Kong have the same score, 75. Fast Godzilla, one point higher at 76. I, that is very they are interesting. All very similar, apart from King of the Monsters. And again, that's the difference between a three out of five or a two out of five. I, yeah. I like that yeah. that lines up with my opinions of these are all quite good and that one's the worst one. And, mm. and Tim's across the board, they're all fine, except yeah. this one, which is <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. What are you going to do with it, Tim? Well, I've done a fix. Uh-oh. And I think you guys are going to hate it. Oh, interesting. I love it when someone says that. I said this that. about 
my Mean Girls one so and my, my Taken one. Day of the Dead one. Yeah. So, to be uh, fair, I didn't say people on the Discord did hate your people Day People got very angry and they were wrong. And they're wrong. <laughs> but also, Jonathan Firth, the aforementioned Jonathan Firth God, Clark. The rage, man. Executive producer Jonathan Firth Clark. Yeah. Freaked out that it was vampires. Well, it's, not vampires. Vampires. <laughs> it's not vampires. Lot, lot of Tim, you, you better, vampires you better not this? have vampires in your Godzillas, Tim. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but also, quick, rewrite it. <laughs> I, I, I did. Very, yeah. Okay. Let's see what you're gonna do, Tim. Anyway. Yeah. Wait until we see what to do. Strapped in and ready season. to rock. Okay. I'm keeping it for a 2019 release date. That's kind of what was the line with okay. the studio stuff. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So, so Kong comes out, right? Kong Skull Island. Yes. Yeah. Fine. Right. You're um, not disrupting any of that stuff. I'm not. I'm not disrupting okay. that, and I'm also okay. not going to wait and push it into COVID times. Obviously, no, no, yeah. No, no. Uh, I've changed the title. Okay. Okay. It's now Godzilla destroy all monsters. Oh, good callback. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Great. Love yep. it. Mm-hmm. Works for me. I have also changed the director. Mm, good, because the director of Krampus <laughs> might not have been the best <laughs> fucking shout. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember his name now. Michael Krampus. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I wasn't a fan. I think I think the direction in King of the Monsters it, lets it, it down. It's a lot of the very complicated because I think a lot of the CGI scenes that are really pretty and beautiful are a product of someone made an amazing print in the production phase. And they said, let's just do that on screen. Like, How are we going to connect those two things? Eh, smudge yeah. it together. It's a lot of, oh, there was some great concept art. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. My anyway. director is Matt Reeves. Oh. Fuck yes. Mm. He's dun, got my boy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> He's got Kaiju history. He does. Because he did Cloverfield. We'll talk about Cloverfield. I yeah. fucking love Cloverfield. We'll Obviously, about then also did Let Me In. And? and Dawn of and War 4. Oh, the Planet yes. of the Apes. Give me the apes, Tim. Uh, during, this, during this period, he's like kind of doing, working on various other yeah. projects. And then, of yeah. course... This year, he had the Batman. The Batman. Yep. Which Matt was... Reeves quietly becoming one of the most underappreciated, amazing directors. And you're like, yeah, I've been saying it this whole I, time. I know. I've been there. I've, I've been, I've with been talking about Matt Reeves for like 10 years at this point. Yeah, but he wears waistcoats and bow ties. You can't trust him. He's got, he's got a cool moustache. Uh, trust a man with a moustache, yeah. Uh, I've, got some, I've got some crew designations. I'm oh, doing, interesting. Crew! Which I'll do now. The red shirts, oh, the science on. officer. The... Uh, <laughs> who you got? Is it... Is it uh, Andy Circus. <laughs> uh, no, I do have a mocap person in here, but we'll Good. get to okay, that in a cool, minute. Cool. Um, cinematographer. We haven't done that in a while. We're getting yeah. Greg, Fre- uh, Greg Fraser. Brilliant. Ah, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. brilliant. Obviously worked with uh, with Matt Reeves on The Batman recently to yep. high acclaim. He'd also previously yep. worked on with him on Let Me In. Yep. So they do have previous. They do. Good right as well. In between then, he did Zero Dark Thirty, Rogue One. Lots of other stuff. Rogue One, the Gary Edwards. Yeah. After the after this point in time, goes on to do the Mandalorian. Dune will be doing Dune Part Two. Yeah. He, he's not a Deacons yet, but he's getting there. Very he's fucking easily there. could be. Mm. He has he has more than the potential to become a Deacon. Mm. I, so I love that. I was tempted to go because I was looking at like people who Matt Reeves had worked with before. I was also tempted to go, I can't remember his name off, and I didn't write it down, the cinematographer for Kong Skull Island, because I think that, oh, yeah. that movie was very colourful and flush. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, I think Greek Freezer, because they've worked together before, and also from Batman, the Batman, 
we know he can do darkness well when it needs to without he, he yeah. can do darkness without making the screen yes unreadable the batman he can do darkness in a way that actually is atmospheric and deep mm. He can do scale because of Dune. Yeah. We know he can do this perfectly. Yeah. The cinematographer of Skull Island was Larry Fong, by the way. That's oh, it, cool, cool. Larry Fong. Who did uh, Watchmen, Super 8, uh, Now You See Me, weirdly enough. Yeah. Big rich saturation The, the stuff. Predator. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he did a lot with Snyder. He's did 300. He did, he's, yep, he's a yeah. Warner Brothers go-to. BVS, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Also did the uh, new Chippendale movie, which is apparently fantastic. I feel that could be a bit of Roger Rabbit out now. We're like, oh, fuck, this is good. But that's aside. Yeah. Good, good chat, though. Uh, I've also picked a music person. So here's oh, the thing. Music I mentioned how I loved Alexandre Desplat's score uh, in the first film, and I hate the fact that nobody decided to come back to any of these fucking themes. Yeah, they keep... They have a million of them. Yeah, they churn yeah. through directors and Every time music, it's cast, uh, composers, cast... Everything's different. Except for the big monkey and the, yeah. the lizard boy. Uh, so this one... I have I've picked someone and I'm hoping that he's he's sticking with for any future projects. Mm -hmm. well. Let's have a listen here. The pun master himself. Ah, Michael hey. Giacchino. Perfect. Because I, I, I know he would honor the 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 light the motifs that came before. Yeah. Puns. I, I, I would ignore the puns. Uh, the light motifs that came before and enhance it with something new as a presence. Yeah. If you want like to Danny hear and sing the praises of Michael Giacchino. Go back to the Star Trek episode at the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. Because that Star Trek theme is the fucking best. Yeah. He's a god. Man. He's great. Love yeah. it. Obviously, he's done The Incredibles, Doctor Strange. Also worked with Matt Reeves on both of the Planet of the Apes films. He did indeed. That he did. Yep. Great scores on those as well. Both the modern Jurassic Park films. And yep. we'll be doing Dominion when that comes yep. out. All the Jurassic yep. World stuff. Two weeks The time. Batman. Thor Love and Thunder coming up. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's a powerhouse. He's getting up there. Like, yeah. In if the same a way that franchise is Fraser is, is getting towards the, the Deeks. He's a new John Williams. He's getting towards the John Williams. Mm. He's worked on the big franchises so yeah. far. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, as I said, it's not He's just the, the sound of many people's childhoods uh, now that have grown up with yeah. this kind of stuff. And, yeah. It's just people don't know his name. Um, uh, what's his yeah, That guy. That guy. <laughs> they don't know his name or his proclivity for puns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you do, Christ. But I was going to say, he has the, he, I think, again, the, uh, the light motifs are the themes from the Displar stuff, but also from 2014, mm. but also, more importantly, Really incorporated the 20, no, sorry, 1954 stuff. Yeah. Extremely well. Bring that shit yeah. back. Love it. Tim, so far, I'm on board. Who are you putting in to be eaten? <laughs> so, that's a good question. Returning cast as Dr. Ishiro Serezawa, hmm. Ken Watanabe. Nice. Great. As Dr. Vivian Graham, Sally Hawkins. Great. Makes sense. As Admiral William Stenz, David Strayan. Great. Cool. And as Godzilla, TJ Storm, who did the mocap in the 2014 Godzilla. Go. Makes Weird. sense. But cool. New cast. Yes. Not many people. Only a few. As it should be. Fair enough. There's far too many people in these fucking movies most of the time. As the Russells. Uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Flo <laughs> Floyd Rivers. Good, good name. Mm -hmm. Is played by someone else with a good name. Boyd Holbrook. Ooh, uh, Floyd nice. played by Boyd. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, this is... Yeah. No. So, uh, he's done Gone Girl. He's been in Narcos on TV. The, and the bad has, guy in Logan. He has just been the bad guy in Logan. Yeah. Narcos yeah. of Logan being his big son. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not just my dad's son. Yeah. Um, goes on to be in, in The Shadow of the Moon, uh, The Fugitive on TV, and he's going to be in the Netflix Sandman as yeah. well. Curious about that one. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. 
uh, as Admiral Colin Fitzroy. Mm-hmm. Colin Firth. Oh, interesting. Wait, okay. I just said Colin Fitzroy, didn't I? was going to say, it says Malcolm. Yeah. I, think I thought I needed oh. to refresh. As so. Admiral Malcolm Fitzroy, Colin Firth. Mm. Interesting. So Boyd Holbrook, I can see in this kind of movie. Colin Firth is an interesting... I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong, by the way. Mm. He's the Charles Dance cast. of this movie. Ah, uh, there you go. Distinguished English gentleman. Mm. Yeah, that's good, that's good. That's good. Uh, like that. Obviously, stuttering and stuff. He's done King's Speech, yeah. The King's Man. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. sorry. Speech and The King's Man. Kingsman. I, actually... Kingsman is the prime example of why he would be in this movie. He is in trash. Oh, mm. not tra- no, I like, <laughs> I like the first, <laughs> wow. like first Kingsman. What I mean is, it's schlocky. It's not like yeah. highbrow period drama stuff. It's like what you'd expect him to be saying. No, no, no. He can be in this thing. He's like, oh, yeah, of course he can. And Sorry. just before 2019, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Mm. Trash. Right, guys? Uh, and then the same year as this is in 1917. Oh, yeah. Goes on to be in Supernova, stuff like that. Great film. Nice. As Renee Brewster, mm-hmm. I have Jessica Williams. Oh, that's a good show. Who a lot of people know best from The Daily Show uh, a few years ago. Mm. Um, she was in the Netflix film The Incredible Jessica James. She's also in the Fantastic Beasts movies from mm-hmm. like the second one onwards. Um, the same year she was in Booksmart. That's where I mostly know her from. She's great in Booksmart. Yeah. She's great in Booksmart. Um, we talked about that in our recent live stream, funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she's in the goes on to be in the Twilight Zone TV show for one episode and Mm -hmm. uh, Love Life which I think is a Amazon show sure yep yep as Dr. Wei Wenyi and Dr. Wei Ning some twins I've got Zhang Zhi yeah fucking crouching tiger time something I didn't mention when you see like the family photo of all the like mm. different family members, all the twins, Zhang Shi has played all of them. <laughs> she plays her <laughs> own grandmother, her mother, mm. their twins, and her own twin. It's like for fuck's sake. Yeah. So obviously, best known Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yep. Memoirs of a Geisha has just been in the Cloverfield Paradox before Ooh, this, but we'll Tim, won't hold that against that's her. That's a bad that's movie. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, and not, then, not not her fault. I hasten to mm. add. She's great. That film is a big part of the dog shit. Yeah. And then finally, a role that I am carrying over from the original as Dr. Houston Brooks, Joe Morton. As I said earlier, he is the character who was in Kong Skull Island. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. And then Joe Morton, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yes, yeah, no, he's... Sequelizer's favorite, Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah. Uh, he's Cyborg, League. Cyborg's dad in Justice League. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then has done TV yeah. and stuff after this. Sorry, I just I remind myself, I completely, I only saw uh, rewatch, sorry, Godzilla King of the Monsters the other day. I thought, oh God, that is Zhang Ziyi. Yep. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it is her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought, no, it can't be right because they did nothing with her. Yeah, I, I just ra- casually said, yeah, she's back. And I know. Like, I, was like, I looked at I saw you frantically Google something. <laughs> I was like, I was like that can't be right. That can't be in her. I, 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 oh, mm. Fuck me. Sorry. I think yeah. she's cursed with a bad wig in that mm. film she as well. She is, yeah. yeah. She's she has multiple different wigs because her hair changed. The two twins have yes. different hairs. Yeah. yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's bad. She mules will be good, Tim. Everything's fine. Yeah. So. We're diving in Let's, as Godzilla does into needy water. very interested to see your reactions. I'm very interested that we're getting, for lack of a better word, Tim here, goaded. I'm curious to see what you've done. I, I'm, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yep. See, I'll see you in like an hour. <laughs> the film begins with a montage of newspaper articles, TV Fuck footage. off, Tim, you've ruined it. God damn it, Tim, you had one job. <laughs> Sorry, Dakota. Fewer news articles. <laughs> uh, Etc. Detailing the aftermath of the Godzilla sl- uh, Muto incident uh, from the previous film. 
In the wake of the attack, Monarch has been dramatically reduced in scope and a new military task force called Kingbreaker oh. has taken charge of dealing with the Titans. That's as, a name. As the giant monsters have been dubbed. Mm. Around the world, there has been mass migration as most people flee the areas where Godzilla attacked while others have started worshipping Godzilla. Debate rages on about what to do in the event of further attacks. I wanted there to be a much more dramatic reaction to the mm-hmm. emergence of Godzilla. Almost like Pacific Rim, where you mm. have like the big skeletons across cities and stuff and people yeah. start yeah. building their lives around mm. that kind of Our stuff. Our world can never be the same again because this thing exists. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, that's going to yeah, literally a, fracture people. It's a complete paradigm shift in yeah. how we think about the world. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there should be. It's like one of the few things, that and like proving the ex- actual existence of God. Yeah. And then a <laughs> or like 400 foot God, tall yeah. lizard. Aliens. Like, aliens, yeah. yeah. Mythological creatures, yeah. dragons, yeah. dinosaurs. It's bigger than a literal dragon appearing and yep. destroying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. At a Kingbreaker facility in China, Dr. Graham oversees a massive hibernating lava. Mm. One of seven, 17, Tim. <laughs> God, did you just oh, add you that rinic, into a noise? Now I know why we're angry. There's 17 of them. Tim's taking a cheeky little swig of his drink there. He knows what he's God doing. God damn Riddick. That has been discovered around the world. One of Kingbreaker's commanders who is visiting the facility, Admiral Fitzroy, asks if they have found a way to kill off the creature inside. Dr. Graham pushes for them to continue their policy of containment. Doctors Wei Wenyi and Wei Ning Alert the lab that the lava is awakening. We actually have the twins in the same Holy scene and shot together. Holy shit. shit. And they can do that now with special effects. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You have special effects in this movie? <laughs> Just a few. My mind is blown. Mm. It's mostly erasing wires from the puppets. <sighs> it's the dude in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the scientists' best efforts to keep the lava sedated, it bursts free, breaking out of the facility. Dr. Graham is injured in the destruction, and Admiral Fitzroy uses the incident as justification to push forward with his agenda. Yeah, it makes sense. That's sound. Off the coast of Samoa, Dr. Sarazawa is on board a research ship, the Nakajima. Using the boat and two submarines, his team have been attempting to track Godzilla's migration through the Pacific Ocean. One of his assistants, Rene Brewster, is convinced that Godzilla is using deep-sea passages that lead to a hollow Earth. But Floyd Rivers, the captain of the Nekajima, is sceptical. As the crew debates, one of the submarines deep beneath the surface has a close encounter with Godzilla, who changes course and speeds towards China. 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 In China, the Mothra lava has cocooned itself deep within the Sansulan forest in Jiangxi. That's a real place. Yeah. (laughs) I was like Googling remote Chinese forest. Fair. Uh, and now you're on a watch list. You could have yeah. just said a remote Chinese forest and save yourself the time. But I, I no, respect, no, no, the I research respect, I matters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Call me Mr. Research. That's true. Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> you recently got married. Yeah. And now you're Mr. Research. I talk about my cat a lot. <laughs> That's true. That's a callback. Um, yes, so uh, it's cocooned itself in the forest where both Dr. Ways and a Kingbreaker battalion keep watch over it. Dr. Serizawa alerts the Monarch team that Godzilla may be headed their way, faster than he and the Nakajima can follow. Godzilla makes landfall on a sparsely populated part of the coast and heads inland, seemingly avoiding any large human settlements, where there is still considerable chaos in his wake. Good. He should have considerable chaos in his wake. He's a big monster. Yeah, yeah of course. 
literal just gravitational effects <laughs> stomping around and stuff. Yeah. It's like a, a, a Katamari just rolling stuff up. Amazing. Nice, I love that. Godzilla versus Katamari. Sign me up. <laughs> As Godzilla gets close to the cocoon, the Kingbreaker Battalion goes on high alert, despite Wenyi and Ning doing their best to maintain calm. Godzilla arrives, destroying part of the camp as he approaches the cocoon, then standing calmly in front of it. As the soldiers nervously point their weapons at the behemoth, the ways detect the cocoon reacting to Godzilla's presence. With a mighty roar... Anybody? Rawr! Thank you, thank you Matthew. <laughs> a woof! Godzilla unleashes his nuclear breath at the cocoon, which seems to absorb the energy glowing from within. Terrified, several of the soldiers open fire, blasting Godzilla with missiles, and are stomped to death by the dismissive titan. Thank you. Dismissive titan. Fucking, there we yeah. go. With a satisfied growl, <laughs> he does the little, little <laughs> nod, to, nod to camera. Yeah. Godzilla turns and heads back towards the coast. At the UN, Admiral Fitzroy is arguing his case to destroy the contained titans and step up efforts to eliminate Godzilla. Admiral Stenz, who is also part of Kingbreaker, opposes him, arguing that containment has worked so far. However, when footage of Godzilla in China arrives, it's him on holiday with snaps. <laughs> in fucking Beijing. And on like, the Great Wall. Yeah, it's you, like, know. you need to knock that shit off, mate. Imagine Here, I'm in like, the Forbidden City. Imagine him like riding the Great Wall. He's like, yeah. like Radical! Like, just like just holding up a handful like a of pandas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat these snacks. <laughs> um, yeah, when the footage arrives... Uh, showing soldiers dying and the two titans seemingly interacting, the panicking politicians approve Fitzroy's plan. Afterwards, he discusses his plans with Kingbreaker's leadership and announces his intention to begin with the largest titan in containment, Monster Zero, Uh-oh. in Antarctica. The Nakajima docks in Hong Kong, where the crew witnesses protests both for and against the decision to kill the titans, which are happening in cities worldwide. Dr. Serizawa reunites with Dr. Graham, who shares the data they captured from the Mothra lava, revealing a unique radioactive signature that it shares with Godzilla. The pair believe they can use this to track Godzilla, and possibly discover some of his deep-sea roots. They discuss the change in Kingbreaker's policy, and lament over the military's approach to problems, but are interrupted by Rivers, who tells them Godzilla has been sighted heading south. Graham, still hoping to convince Kingbreaker's leadership, heads to their base in Tokyo. Meanwhile, in Antarctica, Admiral Stenz arrives at the Kingbreaker facility to reluctantly carry out Fitzroy's orders. He is met by Dr. Brooks, a veteran monarch scientist, who warns that Monster Zero is unlike any other Titan they have discovered. Although it is frozen in ice, they have been able to drill in and get DNA Sarto. Oh no. Dino <laughs> DNA. <laughs> Mixed with the code of a frog. <laughs> I mean, they can't change genders or anything, right? Yeah. We're going to have a kaiju gender reveal party. (sighs) I mean, it's going to go horribly wrong. (laughs) They've been able to drill in and get Dano DNA samples and show that it is far younger than the other Titans and has a completely unique genetic profile. And it might even be extraterrestrial in origin. As the Kingbreaker troops prepared a prototype weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer, Fair enough. That will supposedly kill the Titan. Stenz warns Brooks to back up his data and prepare to leave. Having withdrawn to a battleship group on the Antarctic coast, Stenz and Brooks activate the oxygen destroyer. A massive explosion triggers, seemingly obliterating the facility and the Titan within. 
but from the cloud of vaporized ice emerges King Ghidorah, massive and royally pissed off. <laughs> I like King Ghidorah is royally pissed off. I appreciate the plain yeah. words there, Tim. The golden three-headed titans head straight for the coast and devastates the Kingbreaker fleet, destroying multiple ships as a storm begins to rage. Brooks evacuates in a helicopter as Stens commands his battleship to ram Ghidorah. Perhaps today is a good day to die. <laughs> Attempting to give as many ships as possible time to escape. Ah, the holder maneuver. Um, however, Ghidorah rises into the air, grabs Stens' ship in its claws and ascends, dropping the ship onto the Antarctic coast in a huge explosion. So the same thing would they do in uh, King of the Monsters, but he's not dropping Godzilla. He's dropping a big old boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like it. Nice. That's that's good. Mm -hmm. Ghidorah begins to chase after the remaining ships when, between the two, Godzilla rises from the ocean and slams into Ghidorah. My God! He's cut the folding chair! <laughs> Godzilla with the chair! Ghidorah's broken in half! The two fight, but it quickly becomes apparent that Godzilla is outmatched, especially when he bites one of Ghidorah's heads off, only for the stump to regenerate and regrow the head. Mm -hmm. We didn't mention how gross that was, by the way, in the, mm. in the original oozing one. And, oh, the oozing and, like, foreskinniness of it all. <laughs> yeah. Blech. But it, it, it sort of violently got three tendrils before the mandible forms. It's like, yeah. It's, it's quite good. I like Blech. it. Blech. It makes me deeply uncomfortable. Just, is it just the dick stuff yep. going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ghidorah... Be proud. <laughs> Clawing and blasting at the giant lizard, Ghidorah grievously wounds Godzilla and dumps the injured titan into the ocean before taking off with a roar of triumph. Ah! <laughs> That's the one. Caca! Bitch! Caca, bitch. At Kingbreaker's headquarters, news of the disaster reaches Admiral Fitzroy, who authorizes full mobilization, sending extra troops to all of the slumbering titans and ordering Dr. Graham and Monarch to do everything they can to track King Ghidorah. The three-headed titan doesn't remain elusive for long, landing in Chile and attacking Santiago. Having wrecked the city, Ghidorah begins to send out a radioactive pulse that affects the other titans, who begin to emerge from hibernation and cause chaos. In China, the Way Twins observe that Mothra, still, sleep there, still deep in her cocoon, is unaffected by the pulse, the energy that Godzilla provided seemingly having protected her. In Antarctica, the Nakajima arrives at the site of Ghidorah's rampage, Dr. Brooks having joined up with them. Dr. Sarazawa and Rivers pilot a small submersible down to Godzilla's body. Initially, they believe he's been killed, but when Dr. Sarazawa exits the submersible and swims close to the Titan, Godzilla's eye opens, revealing he's alive, albeit severely weakened. <laughs> Floating down in the darkness, Dr. Sarazawa and Godzilla seem to share a moment. Some good acting again from, from Watanabe. Watanabe. Returning to the submersible, Ishiro tells Rivers that they need to save Godzilla. Let, let him live. Save he him. must fight. He must like. fight. <laughs> yeah. Save him. Rivers and his crew salvage chains from the wreckage of the Kingbreaker fleet and attach them to Godzilla and Monarch's two submarines. Pushing their engines to the limit, the pair of subs manage to pull the barely conscious Godzilla free and head into the ocean, tracking the radioactive signature that Dr. Graham discovered. Unlike the classic plan where, like, how do we get this whale off this beach? We'll do a load of fucking up. dynamite and just blow <laughs> it up. Yeah. And it's like, how do we get Godzilla out of here? Put a nuke in his face. Blow it up. Yep. Like, he feeds off the nuclear energy. Yeah, not the nuclear blast to his face, you mental. <laughs> Eventually, the subs are pulled into an undersea current that draws them deeper, with one of them having to detach after it is damaged. 
The remaining sub is carried into a network of undersea tunnels, seemingly confirming Brewster's hollow earth theory, and comes across a ruined temple tens of thousands of years old. Is that Mayan, Tim? Is it Roman? It's Atlantean. It's older. (laughs) It's older. It's older. It's old. All right, cool. As Godzilla awakens and begins to weakly swim forward, the crew spot carvings on the wall showing several of the titans, including Godzilla. The murals seem to suggest that ancient humans coexisted with the titans until strange visitors arrived, capturing the quote-unquote spirit of the titans and using it to make Ghidorah. The other titans fell under Ghidorah's sway, but Godzilla resisted and imprisoned the three-headed tyrant in the Antarctic ice, restoring the balance. Back on the surface, Kingbreaker forces struggle to contain the Titans. In Santiago, Kingbreaker forces and the Chilean military attack King Ghidorah, managing to force him from his nest. However, two more Titans arrive. A pterosaur-like creature Uh, that creates a fiery wind and a winged serpent that blasts intense light from its mouth. The trio of Titans destroy the military, then Ghidorah turns on the other two, killing and feasting on them. Damn! Writing off mm-hmm. some other kaiju straight away. Yep. Having eaten... Get out of here, Rodan. Yeah. You no good, Nick. Who's, who's, the, who's the serpent, by the way? Uh, that was like Quetzalcoatl. Ah, kind of yes. Thing. Yeah, fair. Having eaten, Ghidorah grows even larger and takes flight over the Pacific, heading towards Asia. Under the sea, Godzilla has come... Under the sea. Under <laughs> the sea. He meets a charming crab and a... And fucks him. And an idiot wow. fish. <laughs> I'm so scared! <laughs> Shut up, Flounder. But the idiot fish is, in fact, aerial. Um, under the sea, Godzilla has come to rest at a vent deep within the temple. Monarch's instruments show he is absorbing radiation from a source beneath, restoring him to health. But at a rate that could take years. I'm going to nuke him in the face, man. In a desperate move, Dr. Sarazawa decides to use demolition charges from the submarine to rupture the vent. Okay, that makes more sense. Allowing a flood of radiation into the chamber. Swimming into the temple and emerging in an air pocket. <gasps> Ishiro tells the Titan that humanity may not deserve Godzilla's help right now, but someday they will learn that coexistence is the only way forward. As the submarine withdraws to a safe distance, he detonates the charges, flooding the deep sea tunnels with light. That, that, that's fine. That's not a nuke in the mouth. <laughs> that's literally just, oh, we need to get this, you know, increase the airflow or increase this, you know. Nuclear the, flow. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That makes... I mean, it's not science, but it makes... <laughs> it's a long way from science. Yes, yeah, but it makes sense. <laughs> We're a long way from science now, gentlemen. Yep. In Tokyo, Dr. Graham warns Admiral Fitzroy about Ghidorah's behavior, sharing Dr. Brooks's research that suggests it is unlike all the other Titans. As Fitzroy considers his next course of action, new r- reports arrive showing that Ghidorah and the storm system that surrounds it are heading towards Tokyo. Beneath the seas, Rivers and Brewster try to pierce the radiation to detect if their plan has worked, only for the submarine to be pushed aside by Godzilla, who rapidly swims past them. The submarine follows Godzilla into another undersea current that rises towards the surface, finally restoring contact with Brooks on the Nakajima, and discovering they are close to Japan. Oh my god, they're going to Japan. As Tokyo is rapidly evacuated, Admiral Fitzroy musters whatever Kingbreaker forces he can to meet Ghidorah. Meanwhile, in China, the Way Twins stare and wonder as Mothra emerges from her cocoon, spreading her glowing wings and taking flight towards Japan. Ghidorah lands in Tokyo, quickly devastating the meager resistance and begins laying waste to the city. Admiral Fitzroy numbly looks on, unable to comprehend the strength of the Titan, until he is roasted in Ghidorah's <laughs> lightning breath. Correct answer, Tim. 
we see a character we know by name get murdered by Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Finally. I'm I'm very much picturing him like, oh, here's the here's the, the big skyscraper that's got the Kingbreaker HQ in it. Yes. And he's like staring out a window on the fortieth floor and just one of the heads just kind of like turns towards him. Not that it notices him. It's not him, it's because just, it's a big building. It's thing, just yeah. a big building and then you just get the blast like That's all I'm asking for. Nice. Dr. Graham and the other monarch scientists, having evacuated Kingbreaker HQ, attempt to flee in a military jeep, barely evading the destruction. They too are about to be destroyed by Ghidorah when the restored Godzilla emerges from the ocean, roaring in challenge. There we go. We don't get a hero shot of him blasting it in the air for no reason. <laughs> and then he shows up and does the roar of the challenge. You get the big moment of like, oh, he's back. I'm in the bay, motherfucker. There you go, exactly. Ghidorah turns towards the opposing titan and screeches, <laughs> preparing for a fight, when there is suddenly an explosion of energy between them over Tokyo Bay, forcing them back. Uh, oh my god. Tim, this is a moving moment. <laughs> As the light fades, two huge robots, damaged but still fearsome <laughs> looking, clamber to their feet. Aboard the Keen Hound oh, and Sangio Prospect, <laughs> Oscar Keys, played by John Boyega, Sang Ha Yoon, played by Kim Ok Bin, and Sang Bom, played by Park Sok Dam, attempt to raise their command on comms and struggle to understand the situation. Ghidorah rises into the air and lands on a building overlooking the bay, screeching in defiance. And the two Jaegers prepare oh to fight, God. but then hesitate the when Godzilla rises from the sea behind them. Godzilla unleashes a blast of blue atomic energy as King, sorry, at King Ghidorah. And within the Sang Yeo prospect, Ha Yoon turns to Bom, asking, wait, is he on our side? As Godzilla charges between the two Jaegers and crashes into Ghidorah. Fuck me, Tim. That is probably one of the boldest things we've <laughs> Coming done. Coming from you! In <laughs> you literally did this! No, but that's the point. It's come back! <laughs> we'll get to this. We'll get to this. Okay. Inside King Hound, River's voice crackles over the radio, saying, Uh, big robots, can you identify yourself? The Jaegers and Rivers frantically share information, with Rivers explaining that the three-headed monster is the threat. The two Jaegers spring into action, with the smaller Keen Hound opening fire with its weapon systems, while the larger Sangio Prospect joins Godzilla in attacking Ghidorah directly. Even faced with a trio of threats, the huge Ghidorah is a fierce opponent, lashing out at the Jaegers and blasting Godzilla with energy. Sangio Prospect deploys a gravity mine, temporarily pulling Ghidorah to the ground, and Keen Hound scales the Toronomon Hills skyscraper and jumping onto the Titan in a real. I almost want it to like elbow pat its drop. elbow. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagined, Tim. Yeah. He's coming off the top rope. Yeah. My God. The Monarch sub surfaces near Tokyo Harbor, and Rivers and Brewster emerge from the sail. From the sail? The sail is the bit on the back of the ah, submarine. The top bit. Ah, the top bit. I, I had know. to look that up as well. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is. A submarine the entrance name. <laughs> the top hat of the submarine. Yeah. And Rivers and Brewster emerge from the sail to watch the fight, witnessing the flashes of light against the storm-filled sky. Over the sound of battle and the maelstrom, they hear ethereal music from the sky. <laughs> of course they do. La 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 la. <laughs> Little fairy noises. As Mothra descends through the clouds, sunshine piercing the storm. The two Jaegers continue to struggle against Ghidorah, taking on massive damage as Mothra swoops down and settles on Godzilla's shoulders. Oh my god. The golden light of Mothra's wings intensifies into a flare as radiation floods into Godzilla. 
That's a better hybrid than just I've turned to moth dust and it makes me hot. Moth dust now. The kaiju begins to burn with red light and it's thunders towards. Yeah, that's, I, I, I just don't like that name. Uh, and and <laughs> thunders fine. towards Ghidorah. The two Jaegers withdraw as radiation warnings blare, and Godzilla unleashes a blast of red nuclear fire that punches straight through King Ghidorah. The two titans rip at each other, eventually kissing in a. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's got three heads to play with, baby. <laughs> the two titans rip at each other, eventually tumbling into Tokyo Harbor. Uh, Godzilla finally emerges, dropping one of Ghidorah's severed heads onto a ruined dock before swimming out to sea. In the aftermath of the battle, the Jaeger pilots descend from their robots. They are greeted by Dr. Graham, Rivers and Brewster, and the two groups begin to discuss the strange voyage the Jaegers have been on. In a post credit scene, Dr. Brooks arrives at Kingbreaker's Skull Island facility, examining the huge hole that the now-missing Kong tore in the containment wall. I don't know why I think this is so bold because at the end of the day, I made this happen. Um, <laughs> I was about this my- is a sequel to your movie, man. I know. I learned it by watching you. Yeah, that, no, exactly. I learned it from someone else. Yeah, but the interesting thing here is, um, I was o- the o- well, not the only Christmas. Movie. I was like, oh, he's he's just just amended it. I, I don't have a problem with that. That's such a good- you've made a King of the Monsters, which came with, I imagine. The- Get really crazy making it really pretty and things like that and all that sort of stuff makes sense and it tracks the actual character rather than the Russells and that bullshit and you know it it, it works you've 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 done that little minor twist and I thought that's great and I thought why are they heading to Tokyo I mean I know they're going to Tokyo hey, why Godzilla, is he... Tokyo, yeah and then I like, I did not see it coming <laughs> I, I didn't either I have not been that surprised in a long time um to to yeah. connect the two I've got the last paragraph of your Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, go for it, Matthew. So if you haven't heard, this is from season seven, episode six, where Matthew did a pitch for Pacific Rim Uprising. And it is uh, a crack of lightning rips through the sky as both Keen Hound and Sangyo Prospect crash into Tokyo Bay. After brief celebrations, they look out of the largely destroyed Tokyo, trying to figure out what has happened. Keezy explains that he can't raise anyone the usual comms, almost word for word what Tim put, and for all intents and purposes, this is Earth. Bomb quietly asks, is it our Earth? Out of the wreckage, a three-headed golden kaiju swoops down and lands on a building. Keys asks, what category is this thing? And the Jaegers ready themselves to fight. In the background behind them, a giant lizard kaiju rises from the sea. Sensing another opponent, the Jaegers are torn which way to engage. The lizard inhales deeply before firing blue atomic energy blast at the dragon, letting out a distinct battle cry. We now know. Hayun turns to Bomb and says in Korean, Wait, is he on our side? Well done, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, you were wrong. Uh, I don't hate this in the slightest. I think it's fantastic. Now, is that my ego? <laughs> no. No, because the, there are two, two reasons. One, I'd really like to see as a prequel to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know where these robots came from, please. Um, no, it's, it's really interesting because... Uh, twofold reasons. The first being, um, you fixed King of the Monsters already. No matter how this one was going to conclude, it was like, yeah, you made that film, which again could have been a really decent, solid film on its own, especially with the visuals and that sort of really cool, majestic stuff. Make more sense and more impact between the key beats are still there. They just Mm. have more of a meaning. Uh, And thing number two, yeah, 
yeah, brought in my Pacific Rim. <laughs> so now we've got this thing where it's like, ah, and also mo- this is going to fuck off so many people, Tim, because they're going to be so angry at you. And I love that because everyone's like, wait, wait, wait. You don't start the film here? No. Once again, it's the end of the movie, which <laughs> yeah. we still need to have another film to all the yeah, crossovers. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit more than you had. Yes. But I, yeah, it's not. It's not. But the thing is, being, we're setting up for now, I imagine, p- pandemic years, Godzilla versus Kong, or Pacific Rim Godzilla versus Kong. Oh mm. my God. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's what Glorious. I imagine this universe's version of Godzilla versus Kong is, right? That's going to be. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, the triple cross. And this is where it because like, oh, we're just throwing it in there because it's the thing we want to do. It's like, no, 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 no you don't understand. The studios want to do universe. this. It's, it's all legendary properties. Yeah. So. yeah. This isn't us being like ridiculous and just saying, oh, what would be a fun thing to see this? Mm. In, in the same way, like, you know, with the Spider-Man Blade thing, they're two Marvel characters. You know, it's like, oh, there's points of contention mm. there. It's like, but yeah, but it's not like, oh, and then fucking Wolverine shows up and, <laughs> and it's, it's not really fucking Ready Player One. Yeah. Um, or, or Space Jam 2. Uh, and then some Droogs turn and up. The, and the Iron Giant shows up. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and it's like, no, you know, the, you know the pacifist. <laughs> but that's the point. It makes sense, and it's tied in. And even if this was to happen in a way that obviously it, it, it coexists on my film existing as well, mm. the, and the two Pacific Rim films. But my Pacific Rim film would have come One out at this Pacific, point. Well, yeah, yeah, I believe then, yours yeah, yeah. was yeah. twenty seventeen, so it would have come out the same year as Kong Skull Island. Yeah. yeah. So we would have known it was coming. Yeah. Which is brilliant. I love that. Yeah. When did you decide to tie it in, Tim? Was Almost that... immediately. I, that's that's <laughs> what I had assumed. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. was like, well, I know what the like kind of final mid- half hour is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Building to it. Now, and then fixing the plot as it was from the King of the Monsters mm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, when we started discussing and I was like, oh, these guys don't like King of the Monsters at all. Uh, and I've kind, I've basically taken all the Godzilla parts of it and stripped away all of the Russell parts. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. That's why it works for me. Yeah. I was surprised as we were going forward, obviously before the big Jaegers mm. fucking showed up, I was like, Jim has done the thing we haven't done in a while is like stick pretty closely to the original sequel and Riddick. sort out a bunch of stuff. Mm. And holy shit. Like, yeah, he's really, really tidied up. And John Boyega, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm... I'm of two minds. Um, I'm not. I can't decide whether I want more Jaegers in this film. Yes. Okay. My worry is this is we're getting like twenty minutes in each film of an actual crossover, and it's almost like I don't know. I think the the thing that because I I would that be I too thought, much of a tease and a no a, a boot balling of the audience. I thought about that, but. The situation that Matt had set up at the end of his was so clearly a final fight thing. Yeah. It's like, it's Godzilla and uh, Ghidorah facing off in Tokyo. And then the Jaegers arrive. And I'm like, that that can't be anything except the final battle. That's exactly it, yeah. Interesting. Um, I completely disagree with that. Oh, really? That's not how I imagined it at all. Interesting. Um, (laughs) Mm. Yeah, to me that felt so like that's the climax of the film that I'm Interesting. that I'm heading for. I I could picture that as the midway point to completely. Mm. I I I, 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 think... I have no particular like that is clearly a finale. I was uh, like, oh, I didn't see that. Personally, okay. So from a narrative perspective, in my opinion, um, I agree with Tim primarily because, uh, 
Okay, here's the risk. I'll, let's play devil's advocate. Mm. Wonder Woman shows up at the end of the movie. And you're like, who the fuck is this? Mm. That's what we're doing here, right? And he's like, mm. you should have done this midway through the movie. I know. Well, they say their names. They don't say Wonder Woman's oh, name. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm this random facetious. presence. Yeah. yeah. But that's the point. I actually do get the logic because it is the big final battle. It doesn't detract from what's going on. <clears throat> and most importantly, you get a full Pacific Rim film with an ending you get a full Godzilla film with an ending. And then the next film is the big crossover event. Yeah. It's the Avengers. It's the, we're not going to get a Black Panther film here. We're not getting a Spider-Man here, but they're present in the movie. The thing, I think Jack's point is the um, Spider-Man and Black Panther turn up are much earlier in the film. Therefore, mm. their impact this, is felt throughout. Yeah. I, th I think I, the thing that I would, if I put them in midway, the thing that I would struggle with is... Balancing the two. Is Telling the same Godzilla story at that point. Mm. Balancing the two and um, like how do you top that for the final battle, essentially. Yeah. Um, not yeah. that there, like, there's plenty of films out there that, where the, the best action scene is in the middle, but that's generally because of like stakes and shit. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, so I think, like, unless, I suppose, unless you just bring in more kaiju um no it's, you specifically good. had 17 mm. of them tim i did There's plenty to go around no no i like this because I, again i must admit i do i do think this is the right move and i think because most importantly what you end up with in a godzilla kong pacific rim film later mm. is kong's escaped i like that rather than just transporting him across the ocean yeah, um stupid yeah yeah so it's like godzilla, kong's escaped because it's sensing all this stuff godzilla's just being godzilla and going mental and shit pacific rim stuff going on and because which you've is, now she's giant multi, robots, multiverse interdimensional stuff, yeah. lest, lest we forget. You can either have the multidimensional, like, you know, I mean, we destroyed that in the other planet, the other mm. thing, but there's still a dimensional rifts. Or because we now have robots, you have a Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. 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 That was going to be my next question is what is the escalation of this? It has to be a version of Mecha Godzilla, right? Yeah. Like some yeah. weird yeah. Jaeger technology taken with which uh, makes more sense Ghidorah than we just make one. stuff mm. and yeah. yeah, merge all that bollocks and yeah. do something with it. Yeah. Cause because Mecha Godzilla for me has always been one of my favorite villain slash heroes to balance mm. out Godzilla because mm. it's it's the direct yeah. humans getting involved and human hubris and all that kind of stuff being, well, being demonstrated. It's an, it's an alien ship. And they're like, oh, we sent down a Godzilla. It's like, what? <laughs> and he's posing as him. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that ridiculous level of... Mm. That, that's the well, I mean, classic Showa-era nonsense, yeah, right? And what, what Jaegers are, essentially, is the mecha Godzilla that humans make to, yeah, to, to fight, fight monsters. Yeah. Godzilla. It's yeah. just that they're in Pacific Rim, the Godzilla is not at all... No, not factor in it. Uh, yeah. um, they just build it in, know, in human form rather than Godzilla form. Yes, yeah, yeah. and the, the the Godzillas are un, undeniable evil or forces of destruction rather than yeah. you know they're an invading force. Yeah, it's a dimensional universe destroying alien monsters mm. or something, sure. something like that. Again, if in an alternate like, universe, mm. if I did this pitch, wouldn't look like this at all. Mm. I would have ditched King of the Monsters. I would have done probably some deep dive bullshit. I would have ditched King of the Monsters yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. But, I like what you salvaged. Mm. I genuinely think that works. I yeah, I yeah. completely agree that you made the King of the Monsters stuff work. Mm. Considering how much I dislike King of the Monsters, <laughs> that is an achievement in and of itself. Mm. The yes. fact that, like you said, you cleared out all of the bollocks, you cleared out all the Russell stuff, and bringing back, like giving Serizawa stuff to do, having 
other characters that actually matter and interact with each other. Like, oh my god, the twins are in the same room and actually <laughs> interacting with Mothra and stuff. Like, mm. it's not just a like, if you know, you know. Huh? Huh? Like, no, they're actually important characters that matter to Mothra's journey and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know if Mothra combining with Godzilla and the Jaegers to beat Ghidorah I think this really feels a bit overkill to me. Yeah, there's like could... a there's like a lock. Mothra kind of feels kind of off to the. If you're doing a Pacific Rim thing, I don't necessarily know if you need a Mothra in there as well. But you could do one or the other. If you don't do the Pacific Rim Rim thing, you have Mothra come in and do the double team up. Yeah, type thing. But yeah, having the could... Jaegers and that's like and the the classic thing in wrestling is like never have the good guys outnumber the bad guys. Mm. You always want the bad guys to be like five against three or three mm. against one or whatever. It's now a bunch of good guys versus this one bad guy and he feels kind of But he's got three heads. <laughs> yeah, and there's like five of them. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, he's got three heads and two tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, you could yeah. Po- you could probably lift the Mothra stuff out and save that for a later film. You could have a um, show up in the third one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I agree. I think I'm not bother at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not that fast by. I've never been a Mothra fan. I've oh, never I'm really... a big Mothra. Oh, fan. I hate moths. And I, don't <laughs> know. I like Mothra. I think like this is one a good of my show. least favorite kaiju. I spent um, like ten minutes the other day trying to rescue a moth out of my bathroom that had flown it. A big moth. That was and a I was big like, hesitation. I think I say butthole. And <laughs> I, butthole. Bathroom. <laughs> I was like, come on, guy, fly it like. A Get it in my hands. Go and throw it, charge throw it out the window, and then it just flew straight back in. Yeah. I was like, it makes a classic dusty pattern everywhere, yeah. and then an owl gets. Yeah. You know, fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, Not mm-hmm. being a moth. I, 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 so I have sort of not really a plan on where the next film would go, but I laid. It's a, it's a Tim Mac collaboration. I laid. <laughs> I laid some some lore down in in that pitch. Yeah. That I had further ideas about. So the stuff that they see when they're in the, the underwater temple. Uh, you said about the different the spirits and the, yeah. a, the alien, I assume. Or... Yeah. yeah. So the, 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 the idea, xenomorph queen. Yeah. The idea yeah. that I had essentially is that the, I think they're called the precursors in, oh, the, yeah. in Pacific yeah. Rim. They are, yeah. Came to this world, discovered that it had kaiju and... Nicked them? Basically, yeah. Sweet. Uh, mm. And... and so Ghidorah, this, this Ghidorah's dimension like, could be the origin of the kaiju for the... Yes. Right, right. Yeah. So essentially, like, like Ghidorah's like prototype kaiju that they then uh, were like, Monster Zero. Now we're going to, yeah. What, what category is this? There we go. Now, now we're going to mass produce these motherfuckers and, and drop them onto other dimensions. Interesting. Mm. I like that idea. I, d- yeah. I do. I think that's a yeah. really solid plot point. Mm. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, I, like, I like the experimentation, like you did the whole, like, he's not the same age as the rest of them. That's mm. weird. Like, I like that little hint there. That works really well, I think. And having. Yeah, having it be more Pacific Rimmy, for want of a better phrase, mm. um, more rimming in the second one, as in the follow, the third one, I guess, the follow-up mm. to this film being the third in culmination, mm. going full rim. Yeah, I think you, having some ancient alien precursor stuff in there could work quite well. Mm. Sure. We talked about the transition from serious to stupid and how do you do it, and the interesting way Tim's done it is he said, not my problem, because technically... This is still pretty serious. Well, it is, but that's not the point. The The shift doesn't have to come here. The shift has already come in a Pacific Rim <laughs> film. 
that's the point in the in the because again i would not have made mm. the put this way i would not have made the connection in my head doing a godzilla sequel to tie into my pacific rim film mm-hmm. in the slightest. really i would not have done that really yeah seriously I, but huh. i tend to remember when i'm fixing a film specifically i forget the other films we fix exist oh interesting <laughs> and i know you have the the, the, the sequel can't I'm be the opposite. busy yeah yeah because um, well, the reason I asked, like, oh, when did you think about this, Tim? Was like straight away. I was like, mm. me too. Oh, mm. I would not have. That as would as never soon as me. Tim was like, I'm gonna do the Godzilla sequel. Mm. I was like, oh, thank God, Matt's gonna be doing some fucking sequel to a specific Rim thing. So thank God we don't have to deal with that shit. <laughs> no, I, that would never have happened. Me, I would never have. Come, no, because that's a different universe. Um, <laughs> well, that happened for some for some reason for me. Mm. Um, but that, it, but it's not. Oh, yeah. It's the sequelizers. I keep telling you about the I sequelizers. Don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you because there's no way we have that working. I bet you after five films they break. Anyway, I don't care. Point is that, yeah. So it was like, how do we get Godzilla to be silly? It's like we did that in Pacific Rim. We've introduced it already. It's like, mm. oh, he's yeah. not silly in your film at all. No, no, he's I mean, in it for sorry, eight no, seconds. No. How do we get from this is a giant stumpy monster who's a, a metaphor for global warming and <laughs> how, climate? How stress. do we go from nine eleven to yeah, to yeah. giant monsters are punching it in the face kind of mm. thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, we don't have I to. Think it's yeah. it's yeah, it's silly. Silly isn't quite the right word, but there no, is a, no, no, no. there is a tonal difference between Godzilla twenty fourteen, yes, yeah. Pacific Rim, Kong Skull Island, and yes. It, it, between all of these films, and some of them are a lot more in line, and I mm. think Godzilla 2014 is the outlier, really. It's mm. the one... It's the one that takes something uh, most seriously. I'm going to tell yeah. you what I'm also going to try and shoehorn to that fucking extra Godzilla film. Jet fucking Jaguar. Mm. <laughs> yeah! Fucking Godzilla singular point going on here. Um, yeah, I like it. That was great. That was good. It was, yeah. Because again, I had not considered the Pacific Rim as an option. I can't believe you. Of all three of us, <laughs> both Tim and I were like, Godzilla sequel? I said, I know where this is going. Nope. Not once. It crossed my mind. That would have been really dissatisfying because you would have said it and I went, oh yeah, I could have done that. And it would have been really annoying to me. But it was a nice little surprise because it fixed a simple problem and then you could have just ended it with a big old fight and I've been fine with it. But then it was like, oh, oh, (laughs) oh, okay. Yeah. Great. My God. Well, listeners, if you want to let us know, specifically Tim, what you thought of Godzilla destroy all monsters, please do let us know on social media. We are sequelizers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, if you're still on Facebook for some reason. I am JLW Chambers on social media. Matthew, how can people contact you on social media? Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z. You can go to the redrighthand.co.uk to read my reviews of these films, if you like. You can go to cheeseman.com and see the films that I make. Better not these films. Uh, you can also uh, search for Sumo Drop on the BBG Wrestling channel and other various bits and pieces via BBG Wrestling for my sumo wrestling coverage with my good lady wife, Emma Jane. Tim, if you were operating a Jaeger that transported (laughs) into a franchise you might not have been expecting to see, Hmm. what would your Jaeger be called? Uh, My Jaeger would be called uh, Raccoon Moose. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, trivia underscore lad. Uh, That's where I'm most communicative. Uh, And then I show up on the Discord occasionally. Just stir the pot. Stir the pot, drop some bombs, leave. Exactly. If you want to go check out the Discord, if you want to go check out our shop and all of our merch and stuff like that, links to our Patreon, links to all of the live streams that we've done over the last year and a half, nearly, good Lord. You can go to sequelizers.com. There's links for everything there, including little bios for the three of us and just a hub of information, all the different podcast mm. platforms and all that good stuff as well. I also want to note, we're, we're kind of in our anniversary. We are. We're prob- I don't know if this is coming out in our anniversary month 
It's coming out next week. It's it's the end of the end of the month. It's yeah. it's the end of the month. Uh, so we've got a, a live stream coming up very soon. Oh god damn! Do we have a live stream? And also tournament of champions. I believe, if I've calculated correctly, this is our one hundredth film that we fixed. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. Shit! It did say that on the dock. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And so, it was a crossover. Yeah. And it had mechs in it. Oh no! <laughs> and Godzilla. Don't encourage him, Tim. Oh. Strengthening Bloody my erection. Five-year anniversary, a hundred fixes. That's mm. insane, man. Thank you for everyone who has made that journey yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. believe we should be crossing the one million downloads. That's number. crazy. Very, very. If we haven't already by the time this episode comes out, mm. it should be happening this month, if all calculations are correct. So, hey, yeah. Thank you us. so much for your support <laughs> over the last five years. The the merch will be announced very soon. If you listen to this on Patreon, the merch will be announced very soon. If you're listening to this on the Tuesday, the merch is well, probably already available on the store. So like I said, sequelizer.com for all that kind of stuff. We have new t-shirts. We have mm. pin badges that I'm very, very proud of that came out very nicely. And uh, yeah, John's Carrot's done amazing work once again. Really cool design. Yep. And yeah, go and check it all out because it's been five years a hundred fixes and a million downloads. Oh my god! Jesus, man! Here's to a million more and a hundred more fixes and five more years of sequelizing, right, guys? Yes. Yes. <laughs> if the seas don't rise and the kaiju's don't kill us all first, and I'm and actively, that honestly might happen first. I'm actively uh, making sure it summoning happens. the kaiju. Actively, some. <laughs> I love the idea of like um, you're just like updating a status on Facebook. Like Matt is actively, actively summoning the kaiju. <laughs> That's a kind of Matt Stogden Facebook it status. Is Matt Matt Stogden uh, everything really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have actually hinted a couple of times at next week's episode in this episode. It's something completely oh, different. Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I should be going. But there's little teasers for it throughout the episode. We've yeah dived into depths and we might be returning to them next week mm. so until then thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week Rawr.